Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast, a podcast uh, all about reviewing and critiquing each and every menu item on the Cheesecake Factory menu. Joining Oof. me today is uh, average cheese enjoyer, Alex Jones, and uh, superior cake enthusiast, Jamie. How you doing, That's fellas? the best title I've ever received, maybe in my entire life. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to do a voice from what I thought average cheesecake liker Alex Jones would sound like, but I can't be bothered. I've never been to Cheesecake Factory as well. Oh, mate, it's quality. Let me tell you, it's so good. I know it's probably not so good, but I... Does it even exist in this country? No, when I went to the States. When I went to the States on my California road trip. Cheesecake Factory. It's good. It's it's like actually decent food. And then, of course, they've got the fucking added benefit of having like 50 cheesecakes. But here's the thing. Is it actually a factory? Is no. there some processing plant attached <laughs> to every restaurant with like a production line of cheesecakes being made? I'd love it. You walk in, then you'd be like, mm, yeah, this looks like Factorio. Yeah, cool. Or, or <laughs> yeah. Satisfactory. I'd, yeah, cool. Let's you go. could just open Cheesecake Kitchen, and then that would be the better version because you don't want a factory a cheesecake cheese, if you're going to have a kitchen, kitchen cheesecake. I think, I think once we hit a certain amount on our Patreon, we are going to abandon the podcast I just opened the Cheesecake Kitchen, and the, and the whole USP would be we are there every single day from like opening time to closing time, and people can come in, enjoy their cheesecake in the kitchen, and we're just talking shit like we usually do as if we're on a podcast. So it's almost like, you know, like these um, immersive theater productions. It's like immersive podcasting. <laughs> Almost, Sounds, you know, like when you're yeah. you're leaning around the island in the middle of the kitchen, and then someone comes in at a party, and you kind of go, "Oh, you're right," and then they sort of just join into the conversation. It'll be like that. It'll be a one-on-one, yeah, super show cheesecake experience. Yeah, where it's, they, it's we the wouldn't human, make much money. It's the human traffic effect, right? That, that's like that <laughs> film was all about that kind of shit. All right, but anyway, <laughs> guys, this uh, cheesecake factory appreciation podcast is available on YouTube, and. Uh, Fucking up. And a podcast platform of your choice. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. I don't know. Fucking Google it. But anyway. We, we, we also, hold on. We also play live at the <clears throat> Cheesecake Factory. If you go in, we're on the big speakers. Oh, imagine. Quality. We just get paid in cheesecake. <laughs> oh, don't. I don't need to put on any more weight. Well, oh, fuck. Tell me about it. Anyway, uh, we are also available on internet radio, paisleyradio.com. So, YouTube and podcast platforms on Fridays, the following week, Thursday on Paisley Radio, and the following week, Monday on Paisley Radio again. And that's at 10 p.m. So go check it out and uh, say hi. Ah, fellas. I mean, let's let's put the cheesecake aside for one second, Jamie. Do we have to? Like, <laughs> just kind of stunned to get into the whole cheesecake thing, actually. All right, fine. What's your favorite cheesecake? Like, because you've got to understand, uh, you've got to understand, right? Cheesecake Factory has a list, like a very, like, imagine you sure. open up a menu and on both sides of the page is just like different variations of cheesecake. So what, what would you, be your like ideal situation? See, this is where I'm really going to let the cheesecake enthusiasts of the, in the uh, audience down, <laughs> which is that like, I'm really fucking boring when it comes to cheesecake. <laughs> I don't want it to be overly vanilla-y. Okay. vanilla yeah. vanilla sure. mm, I don't okay. want it to be overly lemony. I don't want okay, a lemon yeah. cheesecake. I don't particularly care for baked cheesecakes either. Mm, okay. I can tolerate a strawberry cheesecake. So, so what, you, so you're, like a, you're like a fridge cheesecake then, yeah? Well, yeah what, I, what I'm basically saying is, I think that sometimes it's referred to over here at least as a New York cheesecake. 
is just mm. a regular cheesecake with yeah. It's basically like cream cheese and sugar, <laughs> like, <laughs> with no other real flavor in it. Probably a bit of vanilla extract. Well, you, you put a face, but that's what. It's a strange day in the so life and the evolution cheese. of a human. Yeah, when you realize that cheesecake is cheese. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't really want to. I don't know. A pudding that tastes just like cheese sounds weird. It doesn't taste. Have you? You saying? Wait, are you saying you've never had cheesecake? No, I've had cheesecake, but it's always like uh, uh, chocolate or lemon or something. But if you're going for the Hang just on. the cheese flavor, all right. Do me a favor. Put your <laughs> retrospective goggles on. Cast your mind back <laughs> to when you had that lemon cheesecake, right? Right. Do you think if you remove the lemon flavor profile <laughs> from that dish, it would taste like cheese? I don't know. I get may yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I'm 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 worried now about how it would taste. Maybe nah. it would be better. Nah. I've it, I've just looked at the menu for Cheesecake Factory. Oh, that's a good oh, idea. Yeah, hit, 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 one, us, hit us up with some selections. Come on. Well, see, one of the things that's blown my mind is there is a section for desserts, but there's also sections for small plates, snacks, appetizers, salads, flatbread pizzas, lunch specials, burgers. Heck? Yeah, no, it's like, like, like a proper restaurant. And the, the food is nice. And obviously, you know, Am I going to eat anything from a place called Cheesecake Factory that isn't cheesecake? Hell no, because I know one thing: they do not know their ass from their elbow when it comes to salads <laughs> or a burger or a sandwich. I'm not touching I that. The English equivalent to that is when you go to a fish and chip shop that, for some reason, has a Chinese takeaway in the exact same like <laughs> building, the exact same menu, and you're run by the exact same people. And you're like, "Hang on a second, are you are you frying the like your yeah. sweet and sour oh, chicken in the it, exact same oil as the like, fish?" It's like those chicken sh- corner chicken shops. They're like, "Yeah, fried chicken, but also pizza, hamburgers, ribs." <laughs> Uh, one time. Oh, that's weird, man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, the original. Do you want to hear what the original cheesecake is from the Cheesecake Factory? Yes, of course. So it's um, creamy cheesecake with a Graham uh, Graham Graham cracker. cracker. That's what it <laughs> yeah. says. Graham Graham cracker crust. And this is my, this is my buddy topping. Graham cracker. Well, gra- it's, that's, it's Graham. <laughs> we don't say Graham. No, Jonesy. It's it's Graham cracker. The same way it's Laura Croft. Okay. No, it's spelt Graham. They just don't say Graham. No, it's Graham. It's Graham and Laura. <laughs> no, it isn't. It totally is. You're insane. <laughs> but no, this sounds. This does not sound good. What have I done to us? What have I done to it us? Tastes of cheese and it's got sour cream on top. Yeah, it's quality, dude. And Graham's made a cracker. The for cheesecakes the don't taste like cheese. They're just made it's, with cheese predominantly. Right. Yeah, they're just kind of. We like need the, to set up the creaminess, right? Like, I'll tell you what, I, I, I do because you haven't answered my question, Jamie. So I'm just gonna have to fucking steamroll in and say oh, my shit. ideal cheesecake would probably be some kind of a like a pina colada mixed with some passion fruit. I think that would be absolutely um, divine. Where are you Let me you? jump in and just say my wife does make a killer Bailey's cheesecake. This is interesting because we've been, which is we've, really good. We've been saying maybe we've got to come over for uh, for a barbecue. Barbecue, and I, I think um, I think when you have a barbecue, you've got to have some some form cheesecake. of a dessert, right? I don't really eat cheesecake, so I've eat so her Bailey's cheesecake is good, but I don't really eat cheesecake apart from that, which is why I'm so confused by all this different types of cheesecake. <laughs> so let's I'm going to leave it at the, and say my favorite is the Bailey's cheesecake, but the original cheesecake sounds gross. <laughs> These cheesecake factory lot are con artists. <laughs> <laughs> so they do pizzas, right? And they've got a pizza called the Everything Pizza. And the everything pizza has pepperoni, sausage, peppers, onions, and mushrooms. And that's it. That's That's not not everything. everything. That's not even all the meats. (laughs) That is far from everything. Yeah, where's my rib meat and where's my lawsuits? We can have a lawsuit in our hands here, lads. Uh, Where's my spring rolls? (laughs) 
you just gave me a, something that I need to add to the section when we talk about what we've been up to this week <laughs> that I can't leave out. Wow. Eight pizza. I'm just wording out what Josie's typing right now. <laughs> yeah. You can't laugh, Chris. You told us all about your crisp life fucking two weeks ago. <laughs> you were the one two weeks ago that was Jack like, crisp what, have I, what have I been up to this week? That's right. I ate crisps. <laughs> Do you know what, though? To be fair, that is an insight into the life of Chris at the moment in that the one thing he's done that week that he remembers is eating crisps. Exactly. The only thing we're talking about. I will tell you, though, that last night I demolished a pack of those those, uh, uh, KFC Zinger double double crunch Walker's Max. And I've got three big packets of the um, nacho cheese (sighs) just waiting for me. So the the jalapeno cheese. So there you go. Anyway. Deary me. Fellas, let's maybe, maybe. I don't know about you, but maybe we should move on from the cheesecake. It's just a throwaway joke, but hey, we've been here for almost nine minutes. So, well, I, I actually wanted to suggest that we <laughs> we think about setting up a uh, post box so that people can send us cheesecakes and we can give them oh. a try. Oh, dude! <sighs> no, come on! Imagine if that got delayed in in you know in when it was getting <laughs> sent here. It just you just got this fucking three week old cheesecake sat in a PO box that none yes. of us can be bothered to go and pick up because we decided to put it exactly in the middle of all three, like equidistant between us, <laughs> so no one actually ever wants to go. That'd be Just, so funny. We get a call from the Royal Mail being like, yeah, we opened your PO box because of weird smell. It turns out there's just 50 <laughs> rotting cheesecakes in there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, maybe not. Well, you know what? From one thing that's maybe a little bit rotten to another, just going to go out there and say it, the Outriders servers are a little bit rotten, aren't they? Oh, dear. Because, yes. hey, guess what? Newsflash. We are not a Cheesecake Factory podcast. We are a gaming podcast. We talk about games. But we've got a lot to talk about today, fellas. We've got Outriders. There are potentially the return of E3, probably. Uh, some very interesting Hideo Kojima news. Uh, but yeah, first, Outriders servers. You guys have been playing it. I haven't played it yet. What, what, what are you thinking? Um, I've had a uh, I've had a good time with it the few times that I've managed to play it. Like it's it's still a very good game. Um, I'm, I enjoy that loot cycle. I got to the first section actually where I couldn't progress by myself. So I've had no luck with the matchmaking when it comes to, uh, trying to play with random people. It just okay. doesn't find me any, anyone to play with. But is it, um, hold on, isn't Outriders meant to be like, you can play the entire game single player? Yeah. You can do, you can do, but, um, there's certain, I don't know, there's certain bits that I, especially some of the boss fights that I think lend themselves to multiplayer much more so and i so i've been playing it single player but i want to play it multiplayer i think it'd be more fun i think it'd be a better time so i thought hey let me jump in with some uh, uh random teamage because um, okay. i tried to play it earlier in the week bumped into a whole lot of server issues so i put a fork in it then came back to it a little while after and tried to play again uh, and managed to play but yeah the team making yeah. just wasn't playing ball um and then i got to quite an early boss i guess which is like some lava spider um Ooh, love that and i've I'm letting it play on the maximum tier that I've unlocked, which is the default setting for the game. So yeah. world tier cranks up as you go along to give you better loot and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that spider thing's killed me like three times. Um, I nearly killed it, actually, the, the second time I, I did it. On your own? Like, okay, on my own. And I thought I might just crack on. Um, but I thought, you know, what I might do is go onto our Discord at some point uh, in the week and see if anyone else wants to hop on and play a game together. That is an um, excellent idea. 100%. Assuming there are some console players out there. But so uh, so wanna, you've experienced some of the server issues, right? Because there's been... Yes. I, I guess it's a good problem to have because it means that your game's kind of popular and it's overloading the servers. Um, but from what I, can, mm, what, I, what I can tell is people can fly and Square Enix have been very good with their communication of like saying, hey, you know, we're working on these issues. We know it. 
what's wrong with it, blah, blah, blah. It, it, yeah, cool. They've had a, for me, it's been like, it's been a weird one. I've, I actually saw some uh, commentary from their media people sort of saying that they're getting loads of hate for the problems that they're having with their servers and actually saying like, um, it's been horrible and then um, how, how bad, how sort of mean people have been on Twitter, um, which <laughs> It's weird because you can kind of appreciate people are being annoyed, but this dude was saying like, you know, it's it's we're trying to fix it. We're really sorry, but you don't need to be so horrible <laughs> like about it. Because yeah. they, but at the same time, but, they've actually been really good on, especially on Twitter, to keeping people yeah. informed. Totally. Um, but that's just such a that's the typical. I hate to say it, but that's the typical gamer response, isn't it? It's like I want to play my game. I can't play my game. Let's go. Let's go. Fucking shout at the devs. Like, come on. Not even the devs. Let's go shout at whoever's running the social media account today. <laughs> yeah. Like someone yeah. from the fucking marketing team who doesn't, doesn't yeah, know. Yeah, it's these. usually some kind of an intern who's just like, you just take right, care of the exactly. social media for there today. There was a, a post that kind of went, I was going to say viral, but then what does that even mean nowadays? It's, it was popping up <laughs> a lot in the circles that I think we run in from someone yeah. who worked at Rare around the time that Sea of Thieves launched. And they were saying that they had so much trouble with the feedback and responses they were getting as a result of Sea of Thieves' launch difficulties, that Rare ended up hiring an in-house psychologist to basically do group wow. therapy sessions with oh the people God, who ran wow. the social media teams. Like that was how bad it got for them. Well, there and we go. That- so the next time you want to shout at a dev, think about the poor psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not the poor psychiatrist, the rich psychiatrist. He's doing green therapy yeah. sessions on the daily because these guys are getting fucking hounded on Twitter. He's, he's maybe just maybe just t- you know what you could do take the money you were going to pay the psychiatrist and just m- pay it out as little bonuses and be like the more mean comments you get, the more bonus you get. And then just put that aside for the social media people. They'll probably be more grateful for that. But they've been really good. Like this, this social media stuff and how informed people have been. It's been annoying. Don't get me wrong. Like so. I'll just give a few of my experiences up to this point. So it's things like uh, when you start the game and then it's like hit X to sign on and you try and sign in and then you just get a spinning thing going like signing in and it takes forever. Yeah, I've had sure. it so that you get through that and then it kind of just kicks you out the other side um, <clears throat> and you can't get in. I also had it where I got in the game, played it for about like five minutes um, and everything seemed fine. But as soon as I tried to access a menu, it was like it... Uh, reloaded and tried to access the the you know the servers or whatever because it's not I don't think it's constantly like online online it's kind of like it checks in with the servers I right guess, yeah it, yeah um, and it, uh, as soon as I did that it kicked me out and it was like the servers are offline sorry about that and I'm like dude and so I I'd lost like five minutes of progress which isn't much but some people have reported that they've done sections of the game have then gone to progress and then it's effectively said, oh, sorry, you weren't online this whole time, which means all your progress has been lost. Okay, that's, last that, long. to be fair, that's fucking, that's fucking sucks. But hey, yeah. you, don't need, to, you don't need to send death risk to dev because of it. No, but I, I, I don't know. Like, no. surely we should know by now, fellas, uh, an online game, even if it's only a single player component that you're using, but it's, if there's always online connectivity that needs to connect to a server, surely by now we should know that like, hey, the first week or two, are probably going to be rocky. Like going all the way back to Diablo 3 and the fucking infamous error messages that you used to get there. And even then it wasn't a new thing. Like, mm. the, 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 I think, the, sorry, my God. I was going to say the way I always heard it explained and whether or not this is a valid excuse, I guess, is up to, you know, anywhere, anywhere like the individual is that to mm. load up on server capacity and to spend on all you need to spend for the infrastructure to deal with that first week, that first day, those peak numbers is like horribly inefficient in terms of cost effectiveness. Yeah. That basically it's never worth anyone doing it. 
that if you do if you spend the money you'd need to spend to make sure this doesn't happen, you would be throwing a money away the second you've dealt with that peak. Yeah, exactly. Like Which, imagine imagine yeah. this, okay? Let's take another Square Enix uh online game, all right? Um, in Marvel's Avengers. They're probably thinking uh, uh fucking 200 million people are going to log on in the first day. So they're going to throw all this money at these servers and make sure that everything's fucking stable. They flick the switch to go live and it's like, yeah, okay, cool. A million people shut up. And then Square Enix are thinking, never again. I'm not doing this. <laughs> and then yeah. you get a game like this, uh, Outriders, where apparently they shipped half of their physical copies in like the first week or something, um, which I don't think they were expecting to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's set all sorts of records on Steam as well, hasn't it, with the concurrent players? So hey, it's listen, it's cool, well. dude. Like new IPs, I, I love hearing. Like I've never, I haven't played the game. Uh, it doesn't necessarily interest me. Maybe I'll try if you guys hop on and we arrange something. But I don't have to necessarily like a game to be excited by the fact that there's a new IP out there and it's actually fucking successful because how it just seems like that's such a rare fucking thing these days. Yeah. Yeah. For totally. sure. I will say though, like I'll give a little um I'll talk about more when we do the little catch up. But I was so I have definitely found that it's uh, living up to sort of what I hoped the game was going to be, which is what I think it's done so well is because whereas like we were saying before, Marvel's Avengers was a bit of a damp squib when it actually released. Yeah. From what I've played so far, it's exactly what I was hoping it would be. It's, it's, That's good. Um, but, I, but you just, the weird thing is you need, I think you need those team elements because it is a pretty one trick pony in the sense of what it does. And you need people to play that game with. So these server issues are definitely sort of hampering that experience for yeah. me at the moment. And I'm a, I've got the kind of the reverse end of that stick, which is that I'm just hoping people are still playing by the time I get time in my <laughs> life to pick this game up. So I haven't I haven't been able to play at all so far. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping Jonesy's still lingering in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> I might when, just uh, wait. I messaged I messaged Jamie the other day, and I was like, "Do you want to play some Outriders?" And he was like, "Dude, I haven't even bought it yet. Like I, I told you, I couldn't play today, and I didn't have it." I'm like, "Yeah, but I want to play." Yeah. Also, right. also, my backlog is groaning. I'm, I think I'm now playing four games at once or something oh, stupid like that. Dude. Just because, yeah, I'm an let, idiot. Let's not get into that, right? Like, I've got so many games on the backlog, and what do I keep totally. on doing? Playing the same two, three online games over and over again. It happens, bro. <laughs> it happens. Uh, anyway, let's uh, <laughs> let's head on over to the comment of the week, shall we? Uh, this one comes from Javela Cujo. That's right. You may have heard his name before. What do you guys think about COD? fully going into the future, possibly doing a new game based on World War III or something like that. Which is interesting because, I mean, it's not like COD hasn't flirted with the future or even near future. COD Ghosts was kind of near future. Then you had Advanced Warfare and then obviously Infinite Warfare. Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you guys think? It is an interesting one. I, I think the thing that's difficult with COD and the idea of what might COD do in the future is that COD's been a constant for so long now but it's still hard to know how much longer it will be a constant for. Yeah. Like, let's say Call of Duty's been annualized since uh, roughly 2007, I think it was. Um, Mental, uh, yeah. Like, at least that was when they properly got, like, okay, every year with that. Like, before yeah. then, it was a little bit flo you know, flaky, and there were different games on different platforms. Like, 07 was, I think, Modern Warfare, which is when they kind of knuckled the down. The start of it, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so that's 14 years this year, I think. Quick maths. I might be oh, wrong, though. Is that right? I don't know. Yes. Um, but the, so the thing is, like, if they go for another fucking 20, then, then yeah, like, of course they're going to have to go <laughs> into the future again at some point because the only other two things you can do 
like they've got modern day, which they've got a whole series that has exhausted that to the point that they rebooted it with the exact same name <laughs> and now are telling the same story again. Yeah. You've got Near Future, which is kind of what the Black Ops series has flirted with and Advanced Warfare has flirted with. Yeah. And then you've got Past and Historical, which, you know, World yeah. War Two people are bored of. World War One Battlefield tried and people didn't seem to love it, but Call of Duty could do it. Um yeah. And then, you know, various takes on, on Vietnam and yeah. so on. I so, guess, I guess yeah. the, the other option is something that we talked about in the one or two pods ago. We're saying that the other option that's starting to open up is kind of like alternate history. Yeah, that's right, going to be an yeah. interesting one to explore. Right, like um, if you think of how um, Wolfenstein kind of did it, it's like, hey, what if the Nazis won, you know? Totally, totally. Interesting. I'd like to see them experiment more with that stuff. Uh, certainly, I'd like to see that more than I'd want to see them return to the far-flung future. Not because Infinite Warfare was bad. Infinite Warfare, its campaign was good, but its multiplayer didn't get its hooks into me at all. Yeah. I think as soon as I start to play a Call of Duty multiplayer where there are, like, robots and weird, like, <laughs> fucking... It's the, I know the boots <clears throat> on the ground thing is a bit of a meme, but I think yeah. that is uh, multiplayer Call of Duty at its best. So there's a there's a tightrope walk to to take there, for sure. It's a yeah. bit of a like so. One of my favorite um, online multiplayer battle, like war games was um, Battlefield twenty one forty two, and I I so really good. enjoyed that. So good, yeah. And one of the reasons I got so into it was because they they seemed to walk like the right line, as Jamie's saying, like the boots on the ground side, but you still had a taste of like futuristic technology, but it still felt like a um, like a battlefield. And I did not like advanced warfare. I'll put that out there. Like I thought it was. Um, I don't know why it just didn't really jive with me, but I did really like uh, Infinite. You and Kevin Spacey, yeah. <laughs> but I, did, but I did like Infinite Warfare, right? I thought that was a. I liked the way they did that. I liked the kind of weird framing of it and the spacey side of it. But if they could come down on a a sort of slightly futuristic game that almost felt like a modern warfare game, but with tech that wasn't quite so exosuits and almost like a more of a black opsy feel, which I think Advanced Warfare was, and more of so, a a war front like a yeah so really really what you're waiting for is because black ops is going through the timeline right so what you're waiting for is for black ops to reach the modern day like in, in no no because timeline because so then they'll black have ops, like some of that experimental shit but black ops do that um sort of small vignette uh special ops warfare where oh, but i don't want that oh you know the sections in sort of modern warfare where you had dudes shooting at you from every direction and you were dug in behind a line with you and your buddies and you had to push the line yeah i yeah. like that feel of combat i want that but i want it in near future and with some and someone to come over and hand you a weapon that you know you're like what is that and you're like <laughs> some crazy rail gun that can do <laughs> i don't even know did, like, did you like the campaign of advanced warfare i didn't even really like the campaign of it i don't know i just didn't I don't know why I didn't like the it. The campaign of Advanced really... Warfare did have some really cool ideas in terms of what is some like possibly plausible um, <laughs> yeah. uh, technology that we could apply <clears throat> to this. I remember one mission, you're basically going in to save some hostages and they kind of create this gadget that is almost like a sound vacuum where you place it down and it sucks all the sound out of a certain area so you can blow a hole in the ceiling and it doesn't make any noise. And it was that I thought that I was really cool. Remember that. And then you drop in, and then you're on the other side of this wall, and you use like a heat thing and a heartbeat thing to see where people are, and you've got a gun that can shoot through the wall, so you never right. actually go into the room with the hostages. You oh, just yeah, identify cool, yeah. them. Like they de they did some really interesting stuff, and I know a lot of it revolved around the fucking freaky deaky <laughs> techno arm he's got because he, <laughs> Kevin Spacey gives him a new arm. 
But I, I think Advanced Warfare the, did have ideas, and it, yeah. and it it did have ideas. Yeah. It did have ideas. It was the feel of that game in general. Like, so I, I suppose what I want is uh, what do you call it? World at War, but set in the year like twenty two hundred, or maybe not. Right. Maybe t- maybe like twenty twenty fifty. Twenty fifty. There you go. Twenty seventy seven. Twenty seventy seven. Imagine twenty seventy seven. I suppose it's, it's that sort of the bigger battlefield feel that I'd quite like to experience. But I, I, I'm, cause I think Cod have already said that they're not doing world war three, right? They've said that that's not going to happen in the next game. Um, right. Earlier this year, then they, they said that's not happening. So yeah, they're kind of debunked it. I think, I think it's still kind of up in the air as to what it might actually be, but Hey, you, you know what? You're looking for that big battlefield experience. You know what else is coming out this year? Yeah. Battlefield. The next battlefield, <laughs> and and f- from what I've heard, the next battlefield will, as ironic, giving everything we discussed, will actually be, if anything, more of a near future than a current day kind of thing. They're going to do the whole, oh, what if this was set in fifteen years' time? Yeah. So things basically feel the same, but we can start exploring more advancements in sort of. I've heard references to things like drones and. Boston Dynamics style robotics and they're possible. That would be wicked. Like it could the, be really cool, dude. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, there was there was a few. Um, although I did see another leak about COD about Warzone this week, which uh, I was going to fill you guys in. I want you thought get your mm-hmm. take because um, obviously this could be a load of rubbish. <clears> but uh, some leaks around the vehicles that are going to pop up in that map, um, which as we talked about last week, spoilers in case people don't want to hear, but um, is likely to be the '80s Verdansk map. So I think. Some of the leaks are that the car, the vehicles are going to be the Big Bird, which I guess is a helicopter, a police car, a box truck, a medical transport, a pickup truck, a van, and a personal transport, which the only reason I found this interesting was because to me, it sounds like they've effectively taken all the vehicles that are in Warzone, which is a post sort of militarized Verdansk, right? Yeah, you've got yeah. all those tents set up and something bad has gone down. You've got like that military presence. They're reining it all back to what happened before the military were there. So for example, the box truck is probably just going to replace the truck that you drive around at the moment, which is a military vehicle. The Big Bird, if it's some sort of like news helicopter or whatever, it's just going to replace the military helicopters yeah, sure. that are flying around. Yeah. So it's almost like, like reskinning, I guess, but it adds but more the, um, to the, that. Yeah, this is the thing that I don't get about like, this this whole war zone thing. It's like it's, you're exactly right. It just sounds like entirely like a reskin. Like the map is the map, the layout is the layout, the buildings are the buildings, and like okay, so it like you, you, you're not you're not changing it in any meaningful way. You're still yeah. gonna have a fucking helicopter. You're still gonna have an armored truck. You're still gonna have a normal truck. You're still gonna have some kind of a a, a, a small I don't know maybe instead of like an ATV you're gonna have some kind of a a fucking tricycle or something. I don't fucking know. But they, you, have, you know, they, like, have, they do have motorbikes and Black Ops Cold War that they could just rip out yeah. of that game. But, but do, do you Instead get what I'm of the saying? ATVs, like, yeah. you, you look at some of the other battle royales, like you talk about your Fortnite and your Apex, like when they change shit, they fucking change shit. You know? Like like the yeah. biggest, the, what's the yeah. biggest change that Warzone went through? Oh, they opened up the stadium and they got a train working. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But there's a, there's a subway system that everyone immediately completely ignored, <laughs> and that's basically it. And then they and then they've they've closed that this season anyway. Like oh, there you go. So I, it's weird because I do want to see like the eighties of a dance. I and with with the leaks about this sort of stuff, I'm like, okay, so they're removing all that military influence. It will be cool to see things like. <laughs> Hold on, Josie, because you want to see the eighties of a dance, but half the map has not. It, it, 
the the current iteration of the map, half of it still looks like it's in the eighties. Like there's still like that supermarket that looks like it's in the eighties. Like what's going to be different? Well, that's what I was going to say. It's all it's going to be is not like the windows won't be smashed on some buildings. Everything will be slightly (laughs) less wrecked, but it will basically just look the same. Like, as you said, it will be, you'll just take away some of those tents, the military tents. You'll take away some of those towers, like the little outposts and things. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it's... I said, but maybe airport will be interesting when air, well, because airport won't have a huge hole in it and the, there won't be bits of planes. Yeah, be, maybe. They, they, they've shown a few things. Like, I know, obviously, we're talking about, like, how much can change if the dance goes <laughs> through some kind of military occupation. But, for example, a dam hasn't been built yet in the 80s. Right. So that's... Okay, uh, so that's now quite like a, big a big section. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's now a huge, like, aqueduct-looking bridge. So you can still go across the top, but it's almost like there's nothing underneath. It's right, right weird. Drop, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that um, doesn't that mean if dam doesn't exist, doesn't that mean that the area below dam will be water, like a huge lake? Flooded. So no, it looks like a just it looks just like a hill, like a mountain almost. So I don't know where the water oh, wow. because wow. if you th- okay. if you think so about Activision the other doesn't si- know about geography. Okay, that's but then if you think about the other side of dam, <laughs> the other side of dam on the top level is a frozen lake. So right. there's no flowing water around that area technically anyway in modern day for dams. <laughs> but yes, but then why build a dam? Like unless you wanted to take away the lake lower down, Fuck why would knows. you not build the dam if it was Fuck frozen? Knows. Maybe maybe there's a lot of rain in 90s for Dansk. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, maybe. <laughs> there's yeah. just a bunch of like fucking tsunamis. I don't know. But then I, I wonder if there is a lake. Well, no, you said there's not going to be. I was going to say if there is a lake, maybe that brings on like watercraft and things. But if there isn't a lake, maybe, then I, don't I guess know. there's not. Speedboats, baby. I, I, I think, Jet skis. I think the opportunity has to come, right? We we know uh, things, some things like, because of the leaks, ironically, that TV station and stadium and things like that and dam are similar uh, fundamentally, but like different because they're at different stages in their literal development. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the opportunity comes with... Are they going to take any places, any buildings like like prison or or like, like parts of downtown or promenade or superstore or storage? Or like, are they going to take any of those places and say, actually, we're going to basically completely get rid of this and just replace it with something entirely? Like before Maybe. storage town, like I know one of the things that's rumored is like a mine, like some kind of mine area. Um, oh, right. Like an underground mine. So like, are they going to say that storage town is built on top of mines? And like actually on the surface level, it's also this other thing. Like they could, it would, it's going to be your own re- subway again when yeah. no one goes into it. Yeah, exactly. Mine warfare. That's going to be the next pod. Can I tell Maybe. you guys something that, that I did uh, two weeks ago? I was going to talk about it in the pod last week, but obviously I had my technical issues. Can I guess? Yes. Anything to do with eating crisps? Just, I'm just <laughs> spitballing. Well, I, I have or been cheesecake? Eating, I have been eating lots of crisps. No cheesecake. No, I fucking deleted Modern Warfare off of my system and you know what I, it's like a fucking weight has been lifted off my shoulders I feel free fellas the shackles have been taken off and my wings have spread out and this pe- <laughs> this peacock is going flying boys you're, you're running a great risk talking about your wings spreading out and how the peacock is flying when we are mere minutes away from doing our weekly catch ups you're setting yourself up here Chris for, you are you know. for some big announcements I'm hey. actually I'm actually ready for I haven't played Cold War yet. This is the first time I haven't played a COD game like on release um for a number of years. Uh so I'm I'm actually I think maybe before they switch up the map, I might actually dip in and get and get Cold War and, and I think if it's, if it's on sale, you can get it on the PS5 because there's the dual sense stuff on it isn't bad, then it's a, a a fun but brief campaign, if nothing else. Fair enough. And zombies. Zom- yes, zombies is what well, zombies is one of the things that 
there's so many parts. This is what I find strange about um, Battle Royale maps. Is I so I was playing Warzone a couple of days ago with some mates and realised, and I was, we went into an area that I'd never been in before. I think oh, which is one of the silos which is opened where the missile sits, and if you oh, go yeah. inside, oh, right, yeah. you can like push buttons <clears throat> and you can do things like um, it's up. Near, near, near military base, right in the mountainous area around military yes. base. Yeah. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Where they, they oh no, no, to, no. This is one right at the bottom. This is one right near park. Okay. Yeah. So there, there used to be these big statues, um, yeah. and they've like split yeah. open now. So that's again at the top of the hill near park, or like just south yes. of where, like you know that like weird construction area with all these unfinished wooden houses. Is it south of that place? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you go into there and you can, you go part, there's a big missile sitting there, but then yeah, you can go into an area where you can push buttons and you can do stuff like you can, I think there's, you can bombard an area where the zombies are. And if someone's, someone's activated the zombies or whatever, because I haven't done that, I don't know, I haven't done that. You can then bombard the area and I'm like, oh, these are some really cool ideas. Almost had pangs of um, Fallout 76 in like the idea of, (laughs) you can nuke this area, you can do this. But there are so many things that I've never experienced in that game where I would love to, but I'm always so goddamn concerned about just dying constantly and getting Brilliant. shot in the face that I've <laughs> never done it. So it's it's Brilliant. it's a weird one to me. Like part of me wants to say, can we all go in there on like a peace mode and just <laughs> um, all work together and like experience some yeah. of that stuff that they've put together? Fortnite did do that when when Fortnite had like th- situations happening where like hey, people probably shouldn't be killing each other and dying while Travis Scott's doing a concert. They obviously <laughs> created parameters wherein you weren't taking damage or killing each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, Would you remember we talked about a few weeks ago how we, it would be cool to have a um, a Battle Royale game where it was like all of the, the humans who were playing the game versus waves of a big, huge wave of zombies who were trying to like come at them. That would be a hell of a way if they finish off the map, if they effectively say every person in the game, was it 150 odd people? Yeah. Um, we're all playing together, trying to repel the zombies, and in the end, you have to push a button. And some real person gets to launch the nuke that destroys the map. Like, that would be wicked if they did some kind of uh, event like that. Yeah, would be cool. I don't, yeah. I, Sounds like a different I, game, I, but yeah. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> it does. It does. Like, but but there, will, there will be an event that will involve the launching of a nuke, and you'll be able to... Those voice lines have already leaked. Of like yeah. Captain Price going, there's a nuclear missile in band. You've got to get down. <laughs> Love it. Uh, you should uh, audition, Jamie. I think. Uh, oh, thank you. You have a bright future ahead. Um, all right, fellas. Uh, well, look, that, let's... Actually, for for anyone wondering, that was not my captain. That was just my. That was a generic Price-like voice. That was not. <laughs> but that was your my, leaked but... Captain Price, yeah. Yeah, that was my leaked Captain Price voice. I got you. I got you. I got you. All right, guys. Well, um, look. It's fun talking about cheesecakes and COD and uh, <laughs> server issues, but we wouldn't be able to talking about any of it if it wasn't for the generosity of our patrons. That's right. This uh, show is entirely funded by patrons, actually, because that's just the truth of it. <laughs> um, yeah. So this whole kind of super show experiment, if you will, is brought to you by some lovely patrons. I'm going to read out some names because these people... Keep the lights on and the cameras rolling and, and some of the other shit that goes on. And I'm, of course, talking about Anthony Muncy, Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Hacksaw Book Read, Jesper Camdahl-Nielsen, Javela Cujo, you may remember from Comment of the Week, <laughs> <laughs> Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Nathan Piers, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, Zach Cream, and we've got the big boys. We've got Shellshock. 
Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and the Duda Bides all tattooed on my testicles, two on one testicle, one on the other testicle, and one on the other testicle. That's right. So there you go. Thank you, one and all. You guys really kind of keep the motor running. Oil the loins of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> A and unique hey, breed. Yes. Well, thank you. In my and, mind, Chris is just there with olive oil and he just rubs it all over his hairy gooch area and just like keeps what? it all. Where, where's that come <laughs> from? <laughs> oil the loins, he said. He said it. And it might, it's got to be olive oil. I don't know oh, why. It's definitely Chris, olive oil. I don't, Chris has got to be there with the olive oil. It's only olive oil, fellas. Uh, but yeah, listen, if you would like to be the olive oil in my <laughs> loins, then make sure to go to patreon.com forward slash super show, I believe. Yeah, forward slash super show. That's the name sh- of this fucking sh- thing. <laughs> no, because I, I forget if it's like super show or super show pod, which we've got before. But yeah, patreon.com forward slash super show and show your support for as little as $2. You get access to a Discord server where we are on and you can chat to us. Uh, I think $5 gets you access to Patreon-only content, uh, which we put up a a very interesting um, (laughs) After Dark Full Frontal (laughs) podcast last week. So go check that out. But yeah, other than that, I mean, uh, fellas, tell me what you've been playing. Uh, Jonesy, you know what? Let's continue with you. So you said you played some Outriders. I did, yeah. So... um... A bit of a spotty, spotty week playing Outriders because there's like some of the server issues, but um, still having a very good time with it. Uh, it is, I, you know, I've seen some people tweeting about it and saying how it's it's very much of a, it is what it is and it has it sort of has one idea, which is true. It's, it's a progress to an area, kill a whole bunch of enemies, um, progress to another area, kill a whole bunch of enemies, pick up a thing, go back to your base and then do the whole thing again and then you throw in a few boss fights. Um, I, I, I don't the, know why people are surprised by this. That's the fucking genre. Like, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I suppose I agree. I don't, it never said it was going to be anything else. But actually, interestingly already is, and again, comparing it to Marvel's Avengers, <laughs> already in my few sort of hours that I've played it, it's already thrown at me a couple of variations of enemy types of, um, I think I've fought some different, uh, a couple of different boss, mini boss fights. Um, so it's not just fighting humans with, you know, the the heavy or the guy who takes loads, loads of extra damage or the, I can't remember they call them, the altered. There's also, like I said, some huge lava spider. They threw in winged, um, like big flying griffin bird things at you that you've got to defeat as you get. So just more enemies, which is one <clears> thing <throat> that I think um, Marvel's Avengers just never did. Like, you know, never varied it up, never gave you anything else. Yeah. And as you progress through that map of, um, it's, it's almost a bit like Death Stranding in the way that you're sort of connecting point to point and moving across the country in the so far the Outriders is like, you're here, now progress to this point and now progress to this point. And you're working your way, um, uncovering the mm. map as you progress across the planet. But can you piss whenever you want? <laughs> no. You uh, can't see, piss whenever you want. Yeah, can you, drink, can you drink a monster? So, yeah. Yeah. No. Do, does your no, can of monster energy no. like miraculously no. refill whenever it rains or you walk through water? Uh, no, <laughs> it does not. You are absolutely right. Lacking one thing features. About, one thing I really bugged me about Death Stranding was how those... <laughs> Here we go. How repetitive those cutscenes to drink... Because you had to drink the monster to rebuild your stamina. Like when you were in the in your little base and he was sitting on the bed and he'd like down his can and he'd go, in oh, your face! And like yeah, spray sure. you, in your face! <laughs> and he'd throw like the can in the bin. They Couldn't they have paid Norman Reedus a bit more money and just done a few more takes of things and to mix it up? It's so annoying that they have 
It's, it's, I think it's like three, three animations, <laughs> and then it replays. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, I'm mean, you know, spending time in the safe room, and then the whole process of, right, I'm going to take a piss, then I'm going to do a poo, then I'm going to take a shower, then I'm going to drink a monster, yes. and then I'm going to go back out. <laughs> yeah, sure, like, it's a little bit long-winded, but... I don't, but you I don't had know. to drink like five cans of Monster to rebuild all of your stamina up or whatever it was. And every time you did it, it would go through the same, the exactly the same animations. Yeah, and every yeah. time you, you went could, in the you shower... Could sk- you could skip it. If you, you pressed options, it. you could do skip cutscene uh, in I wanted, classic I didn't, Kojima fashion. I didn't want to skip, Jamie. I wanted different. I wanted more <laughs> You wanted to bask in Norman Reedus' Monster Energy loving antics. <laughs> like how many adverts for his motorbike show were we going to have to sit through? Every poop. What, Not enough, because I, 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 I was going to say, I couldn't even remember what it was called before Chris said it, so <laughs> clearly not enough. It's on AMC, Jamie, don't you know? Oh, really? <laughs> they, yeah, that was so repetitive. That stuff was was painful. But anyway, I I digress. But no, Outright mm. is a very good game. Uh, yeah, so like I said, I'm going to hop on the Discord this week um, and see if I can wrangle some people that aren't too far along in that game to come and play some with me because... Um, $2. Jamie. $2. Jamie. To play with $2. Jonesy. $2 That's it. Jamie's not on it yet, and I'm waiting, waiting for Jamie to come. I don't know when I'm going to get on it, man. <laughs> well, hold on, Steph's on it. Why aren't you playing with Steph? Steph's already got uh, the full trio, full troop. Um, yeah, he has, because it's like, this is the other thing that's annoying about Outriders. I don't know why they do three people. Oh, no, I'm kind of being stupid now, because there's three of us, it would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but there are four classes. There, why aren't there four playable characters? Yeah. Oh, sorry, True. Yeah. teams Slots. of four, yeah. it seems odd. Yeah. yeah, it should be, that's it. Probably they 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 got they got to the point where, all right, you've coded the this is the first player, you've coded the second player, you've coded the third player. Do you want to code the fourth one? The guy's like, ah. <laughs> just call it a day. I got some cheesecake to go and eat. It is Maybe. interesting how many developers over the last couple of years have decided that three really is the magic number when it comes to <laughs> multiplayer or cop scenarios. Um, yeah, I don't really know why that happened. Why that became like a well, because it's it's it's. Thing. It's the minimum expected, right? Because if you've got two players, then it's co-op. So that's a different thing. And if you want multiplayer, it's like, yeah, just have three because then that's like, you know. Because yeah. Having up to, up to four would make sense for me. Because Outriders, you can have one, which means, which then should, of course, you can have two. So, okay, yeah. so you can have up to three, but why not make it up to four? That must be some kind of know. a balancing issue. Like if you if you have four players, you have to balance it in a specific way, but then maybe... As soon as mm, maybe. three of those players leave and you're left with the one dude, then it's just not manageable. I don't know. There must yeah, maybe there, it should you, do. You, you like to think that there's got to be a reason, but more often than not, there's no fucking rhyme or reason to any of it, is there? No, that's probably true. W- yeah. One of the worst for that is Warzone, where they go from quads to th- to threes and they keep bouncing between the two. So you get a team of four mates together, and you're like, for a month, you're like, oh yeah, this is wicked. We're playing uh we're playing plunt like four way uh, rebirth or whatever, and then it goes now it's three, and you're like, oh, sack right, off one of your mates. <laughs> That's, uh, so, that's to be fair, in their weeks. defense, that's only on their kind of like timed or sort of temporary oh, modes. Yeah. Like if you want to battle yeah. royale, you can always do no matter how many people. I, I've, I've, can, got, yeah. I've got one. Jonesy's a, a, Jonesy's a rebirth island fanatic. So. <laughs> we play yeah. we play so many of those weird versions. The yeah. armored truck one was. Oh so much yeah, fun. you did armor. What was it called armored royale or something? I think so. I've, ne- I've played like 300 hours yeah. of Warzone. I've never even looked at that mode. <laughs> that dude, you, that was wicked. I genuinely had so much fun playing that. It was, it was brilliant. Yeah. I, but Jonesy, it was I got, fun, I got yeah. one worse for you, right? Because I've been playing, getting more and more into Apex. And Apex has this weird queue bug. I don't know if it's an actual bug or maybe it's just fucking me. I don't know. But you'll queue in a, in a trios. Something will fucking glitch out and you launch in just on your own. 
<laughs> so it's just it's you like, standing there going. Just, just you. Just you. Against Damn. fucking all these other teams of three. And you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> that is one of all of the, I think Apex. Am I right in saying Apex has an area where you can load in on your own to like test out weapons and stuff? Yes. Yeah. There's like, they've got like a, I think it's called firing range or something. I don't know. That's Tra- I, or training grounds why- or something. Right. Why don't all games have that? Like Warzone doesn't have that and it's such a stranger mission. You do a whole setup, like a, a loadout of yours of yourself and your weapons or whatever, and you can't just go into an area and just and chuck grenades it, yeah. and shoot. It's so yeah. odd. Yeah. Anyway, enough about those games. Um <laughs> I've been playing I've also um been playing a little bit of Oddworld Soulstorm, which um came oh. free to PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Um, Dude. This month. Uh and yeah, it's an it's an Oddworld game. It's an it Oddworld feels very game. much like. <laughs> Why is it others? every time we talk about this fucking game, we're like, it's an Oddworld game. Turns out, I, do you know what it was? For a second, when I started playing it, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I can't move forward and backwards. I can only move left and right. <laughs> it's because it's an Oddworld game. Um, but again, it's what it is. It's 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 very. It's 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 I don't know what's it's very familiar. If you've played one before, then you'll be like, wow, this is familiar. But nice, it's cool. The the some of the CG stuff and the cutscenes is is cool. I like the animations and is a fun concept. Um, yeah, and a, and a fun idea. So I hopefully I'm going to stick play some more of that. Is it is um, it still as twisted as the Oddworld series has been? I've only played a, like a bit. So from what I mean, yeah, it seems to be. Although it seems like they're doing some weird timey wimey stuff in this one, which is going to be interesting. Oh, okay. um, I think the yeah, the main upshot so far is still Abe and his buddy's going to get eaten if you don't see them. So, <laughs> and that's an Oddworld game. <laughs> and that's an Oddworld game. So it does sound um, like Oddworld. Yeah, so it's, it's that was cool, and I'm looking forward to playing some more. And it plays fine on the PlayStation Five. It seems it it doesn't seem like it's, I should fucking um, hope so, dude. No, but I was going to say, it doesn't seem like it's leveraging that the power of that system, but it looks fine and it, 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 right. it plays. It feels, it does feel dated, I'm not going to lie. Some of it does feel clunky, some of it does feel dated, but again... Um, Do you think that could be because it's an odd world game? Mm. I think it's because it's an odd world ah. game. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, oh. you know what, I just realised I haven't even farted yet in that game. How, that's I thought nice. you were going to oh, say, in, I thought for some reason you were going to say something like, I haven't even farted since this podcast started, like... <laughs> You're usually just trumping away, but they're all silent. No, I need to, I need to get back into it and find some uh, find some little friends to laugh at my farts. Good idea. That's, not, that's an Oddworld game. Yeah, it's an Oddworld game. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> yes, one more thing, which is not game related, but is movie related because oh. I finally watched Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, okay, um, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it's a that. Controversial seen, one apparently. Uh, J- uh, uh, Zach, I was going to say Jack Snyder. <laughs> Oh, the suit. Yeah, I haven't watched the epic four-hour-long Snyder cut. I mean, yeah, I'm, funny that I'm gonna. So you had your, well, you have your priorities right when it comes to DC movies, Jonesy. Wonder Woman 1984, top of the list. Zack Snyder's the Snyder. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's like half the, the fucking runtime. So true, actually, and much easier to get your wife to watch than imagine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and much easier yes. on the eyes, if you know what I mean. Ooh. <laughs> All of these Christian things. Wig, it's it's no by nine. Yeah, no, talking think, specifically when Kristen Wiig turns into a cheetah in the last 20 minutes and <laughs> Chris is a furry, so. <laughs> That's it, to be all over it. One thing led to another. Don't, don't well, start it, that. I, do you know, I don't know if it was because we were talking because of like the Vedansk thing and a whole bunch of other stuff, but I've, it feels very 80s and it influenced my life. It's funny the that, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, it feels like there's a lot of 80s influence stuff going on. So I was like, okay, let's check out this. And yeah, I watched it with the wife and... Um, I, th- I thought the first one was actually all right. I didn't mind the, the first Wonder Woman film. I didn't think it was as great it. as everyone made out. Like it was, 
It's enjoyable, yeah. It was fine. It was enjoyable, but it definitely wasn't the uh, this epic action like uh, superhero movie that a lot of people said it was. But it was, yeah, but it was fine. This one, I can't like I even tweeted about it and said I can't tell if it's a perfectly fine superhero mo- movie or one of the shittest films I've ever seen. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> like, have you, Jamie? Have you seen it? I've not. But those are pretty two pretty sort of far flung so, ends of the spectrum. Like. I, can can I just very quickly? I think I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984, but you know what I, I have seen? Shazam. Oh. <laughs> and, oh, okay. And, and Shazam did really well at the box office, uh, critically did very well. And I watched it and I was like, huh, it's fine. But at the same time, it's also a bit shit. I, I, yeah, Shazam I, I think, is the, well, yeah. Is a I think I get you, dude. Yeah. Aquaman's got a bit of that going on as well, where it made. Oh, money. Aquaman's no, hold on. Aquaman's got that in fucking spades, dude. <laughs> yeah, because you you come away from Aquaman going like, I don't know if that was just a like sufficiently fine in that hey, probably not that good in the grand scheme of things, but it's a comic book movie, blah 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 blah, or was that actual fucking shite? <laughs> so I, I think I, maybe I Aquaman. I'd probably get crucified for this. I think it goes what? more I towards think, the I, do, I think shit, fucking all those DC Universe movies <laughs> walk that tightrope where it's like, oh, that's really fucking on the border of I, being one of the worst I movies I started I've watching Harley Quinn and I only got halfway through it before I got bored and switched hey, on. Hey, Josie, oh, Josie the likes, uh, Emancipation uh, yeah. of One Heart. I because thought that again, was cool. No, I liked because again, that. it's perfectly fine. And, and I, think, I think maybe that's what Warner Brothers are trying to go for. They're trying to be like this, like, just this middle ground. They're not trying to like exceed anything, but they're just, they're just making sure that they're not going to be Joss Whedon's Justice League ever again, <laughs> right? And, and Harley- so it's almost like you're kind of like squashing, the, squashing it to the middle, where it's like, right. yeah, fine. Yeah. So I, I, I really liked Harley Quinn. I thought that it almost reminded me of Deadpool in a lot of ways with like the slightly more adult humor and the swearing and that. And I really like Deadpool because I'm not like a big superhero movie guy anyway, but I yeah. quite like it when they sort of mash together various genres. And I think Harley Quinn did a good job of being that character piece and having um oh god what is her name uh who's the actress who plays harley quinn margot margot robbie margot robbie it's it's like you put margot robbie into a wacky role where she gets to be some crazy character it's just like putting ryan reynolds who i also massively love into a role where he gets to be a wacky crazy character it's just a good time but then you take something like aquaman where you've got like what he's an absolute monster um, in a good way but (laughs) Um, Jason Momoa, but Momoa is is kind of wooden in a lot of respects, right? So you're going to put him in a film and base a whole movie around him, and yeah. then you have like that. It's just a bad film. Oh, hold like, on, that dude. is a bad film with a lot of money spent on CGI. Yeah. Let's well, be you, honest. I, yeah, but I was going to say I, I don't think Aquaman is bad because of Jason Momoa. I think he's probably the redeeming no, factor no. in it. I think what's bad is fine. He's fine. Going going at the end of the thing, and you're in this underwater neon. <laughs> neon lit fucking thing where a kraken comes out and everyone's riding fucking dinosaurs and shit and you're like what the fuck is going on here but what i mean is you can you can take a uh you can take ryan reynolds you can take margot robbie and you can put them into kind of a slightly mediocre films and you can end up with a pretty damn good film because you they're riding on them but you can't really do that with like a momoa and i think gal gadot doesn't have that either for me she like she looks fine but she's nothing to write home about as a kind of amazing incredible personality of a in a role so then you so then the film has to rely on it it, the writing and the storyline and that is the dumbest story like from so if you in case people don't know it's basically aladdin 2 it's um (laughs) aladdin 2 jafar's revenge yeah it's it's, it's, it is it's the revenge of jafar is Kristen wig jafar 
No, no. Oh, um, uh, the parents, uh, Iago. Yeah, Mate oh. Boy is uh, uh, Pedro, Joel Pedro from The Pascal. Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, I can't remember his name. Joel, Pascal, Pascal, yeah. Joel from The Last of Us, yeah. Yes, he's... Um, the so Mandalorian. He is, the Mandalorian, yeah. He is the genie. He is Jafar. And he's he the genie. He's the genie. Those are, he, is he the genie or Jafar? You said two Jafar things is the genie. He's the same. Jafar is the genie in, in Aladdin 2. Yeah, yeah. He becomes the genie. Oh, you mean actual Aladdin 2, not Aladdin 2 like a sequel to Aladdin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not do this, but in the similar way that Jafar is the genie. So I, I've, I've never seen Aladdin 2. I, th- I, thought you just meant, <laughs> I thought you just meant like some weird pseudo sequel to Aladdin. <laughs> No, I, I, I mean a pseudo-sequel, but in the same who, way that... Wait, you, hang on a second. Who watches the fake straight-to-VHS Disney sequels? Who watches them? Mate, I, I had would, that when VHS I was a kid, I, watched, I it. watched it religiously. Yeah, Come me on, too. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, when I was a kid, it was great. But so in this, you've, you've got, like, uh, Pascal is um, the genie, right? He is Jafar. He's the evil genie who makes witches, but then does a weird thing where he goes... Also, Leprechaun did this when the friggin' little shitty horror films where he gives you a wish, but then he does something slightly skeezy with it. And that is the plot monkey, of monkey Wonder Paul, Woman 1984. Right? It's the, uh, what's it called? It's the monkey's paw, Yeah, right? the monkey's the monkey. paw. They even reference that in the film. They keep talking about the monkey's paw. They say, oh yeah, you make a wish, but then something bad happens as well. And that's the plot of the film. And then you have to sort of put yourself in that mindset and go, hold on. So in the future, in the later um, DC films, we're supposed to believe that all of these characters exi- exist in a universe where in 1984 um, they were all like, the wishes were being granted to absolutely everyone around the world and and like uh, the apocalypse nearly happened. Like, what are you talking about? And it's all, <laughs> about, and it's all this stupid, contrived way of going, oh, I don't even know. Like, it's, it's, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, it's see, so stupid. I've got it now. Like, th- This is more of an elevator pitch, right? I'm, but I'm picking up on what Disney and, in this case, Warner Brothers have been putting down, and I've got the perfect story for the Hunchback of Notre Dame two. <laughs> two, okay. Yeah. So the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Quasimodo, goes to Esmeralda, and Esmeralda's l- like, "Look, I can give you, a, grant your wish." He's like, "Oh, perfect." And she goes, "I've got to warn you though, because I'm a gypsy. It's a gypsy wish, and so it's going to have a monkey paw element. Something's going to go wrong." And Quasimodo says, "I don't want to be a hunchback anymore. I want to be less physically handicapped." And she grants his wish. But as a result, it compensates. It becomes more mentally handicapped. <laughs> so the Hunchback of Notre Dame 2, he's not Hunchback anymore, but he's like, he's like, wow. He's, he's got learning difficulties. Is that what you're meant to say? And yeah. so he basically is still in love with Esmeralda, but he can't communicate anymore. And he's just really he drools a lot. And then he gets arrested for just openly masturbating in front of wow. her. I think that's and then, sure. And then because it's, because it's France and that it's France in the olden times, they don't know what to do with people like that, so they just hang him. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so what I back to Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. What I what I never understand about these sorts of films, and this is what always blows my mind. And I, please let me do know let me know in the comments if you agree with me, because I always am so baffled by this. You sit down with Wonder Woman, right, as a concept, and you go, "We're going to make a sequel." You have the entire canon, especially because they've gone back in time to nineteen eighty four. Yeah. You've got the whole canon of Wonder Woman if you want to make a movie based off, and you sit down and decide to make a film based around some stupid magical wish thing. And you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. We're going to have um, Pedro Pascal making wishes for people, and that's going to be the basis of our whole film. And then you, then I realised, or I think I, I, I think this is what they did, you realise that the only reason this film was made was to put Chris Pine back in the movie. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. The oh, whole right. stupid concept that doesn't work and is shit and is, is, is Aladdin 2 with Jafar is so that Chris Pine, who looks about 80, even though he's like 40, I don't know what's going on with that dude's face. <laughs> <laughs> like, just to put him back in it. And, they've, and then people come out and say, what an amazing, epic movie. And I'm like, are you people watching the same film I'm watching? You see, uh, you are coming to the realization that I came to a few years back, actually, in that I have become too old and jaded to have <laughs> anything pure and enjoyable in my life anymore. May, you may well be correct. Hey, Maybe listen, that's the thing. And, and you know when I found it out? It was the fucking year of Mad Max and James Bond Spectre. But hold on, because you see, you boys, when the DC fandom happened and they, they had that Pattinson Batman, you guys were well into it. And I was like, this is going to be yeah. shit. No, because Batman, Butter, because shit. Batman is And you were both so hyped. And this is more nah. proof to me that DC no. cannot make nah. a good movie. No, because think, you're, you're thinking of this. Batman, Batman is separated, separated from the No, he fans. isn't. Bro, there's, a, there's yeah, literally, yeah, totally. you're literally forgetting a film that proves you wrong. What? Joker. Yeah. All right, Joker was very good. But- <laughs> Joker, I would say, is therefore the separate one because uh, Suicide Squad is terrible. Um, Batman and Superman is terrible. Justice League was terrible. Aquaman was terrible. The Wonder Woman 1984 was apparently terrible. Like, I think I've decided now it wasn't good. It was terrible. You've sounded it out. This is what I'm trying to explain to you, Jonesy, is you thought they were terrible. But guess what? There were, they are some of the highest grossing films ever made. I don't think that means anything anymore. No, it doesn't. It just means that people want enjoyment and they're like, Wonder Woman in 1984, that sounds wonderful. So they go and they fucking watch it and they're, they're like, yeah, it was all right. And they pay their money and those, those yeah. films make bank. But and then isn't, this got, proof, isn't this proof that um, Pattinson's Batman's going to be terrible? It's no, just going to make a lot I, no, of money. No, no, because you're not understanding. <laughs> Warner Brothers look at Batman completely different to how they look at DC EU. That's my I'm convinced of it. I'm conv- okay. it's, it's their golden egg. It's their golden egg. It's it's protected. Well, and I think I think they even learned their lesson when it came to Batman versus Superman and Justice League. Maybe the ball was rolling too far ahead to kind of stop after Batman versus Superman, but right. it, they had to get to the Justice League to get to this point. And I think what they they realized is that like you can't you can't do that. You you can't jeopardize your golden egg for the sake of everything else. Oh, can we have yeah. another? We feel another think, bet coming on. I think the DC <laughs> is going to be shit. I mean, mate, it could, it could be, but I think the D, the dream of the DC EU is basically over, right? And like one of the yeah. weird things about that's the multiverse, that's the, yeah, the DC right. multiverse. But like, but, but one of the things, like obviously in the wake of Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, <laughs> re- hashtag release the air cut. I think referring to <laughs> yeah. the Suicide Squad uh, movie that was bad uh, started trending. The reason that's not going to happen is because they're already rebooting Suicide Squad as the Suicide Squad with yeah. James Gunn this time, who can only yeah, make but- one movie because he's already like made friends again with Disney and he's gone back to Guardians. <laughs> Does this mean uh, in, in a couple of years, Joss Whedon's going to be back as well because they're going to make friends again? Maybe. Yeah, like probably. I hope so. And this time they actually just call it the Justice League. They just call it the, <laughs> the Justice League. Yeah. Oh, mate. Imagine. Imagine. Just a, anyway, just a, sorry. Anyway, that took on a lot of its own. I think all the keys to the Justice League success are clear as well. You just a load of really powerful and empowered women. Um, a couple of empowered black guys, but then you cut all of them out in post-production. It doesn't matter. 
and then you rewrite half the movie as a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to win. Have you, have, you, have you? Has anyone seen? A, uh, sorry, Jamie. I guess it's you because Chris already said he hasn't. Have you watched Zack Snyder's cut yet? No. If I had spare four hours, I'd have fucking played the <laughs> Riders. Like I'm not watching that shit. All right. So none of us have because I'm. I think it's going to be just as bad as the original. Like I don't. Uh, really we see should. How we should, we should set a, a task for ourselves. Maybe not by next week, but at some point we need to say we would have by watched it. Christmas this year. Yeah, by Christmas this year, <laughs> episode one hundred in thirty three weeks time. <laughs> You know, so what, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'm going to try and watch it, but I'm going to try and watch it by next Thursday. I'll try I, and, I, I I'll kind try of fucked it. myself because the additional challenge I set myself was to rewatch Justice League before watching the, oh. the recut, so I knew what I was working with. But it's been very difficult to bring myself to watch that. Movie. I wouldn't do it, dude. Honestly, I, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Come on, let, let's move on. Jamie, what you been playing? Uh, not much. Uh, oh, I didn't good. Get time Thank God to get round to Outriders. I really fucking wanted to play Outriders. I really like the look of that game and the positive buzz has been encouraging. But instead, um, I think the most notable thing that I did with my week in terms of gaming was I'm at about the eight to nine hour mark on It Takes Two, which is oh, yeah, proving nice. to be a much longer game than I think anyone anticipated. Um, <laughs> is it but like it's still really good. hours or something like that? Uh, I don't even know. I hope it's not quite that long because Jesus Christ, Steph and I have got to get back to finishing that game. Um, <laughs> I heard 15. Yeah, I had 15. We, we we had basically put a big session in because Steph uh, wasn't streaming but also didn't have work the next day. So we just played it for fucking hours one night and got a lot done. And, and sure enough, like I think a lot of the things I've got to say about that game are consistent with what we were saying last week, both Jonesy and I, which is that uh, they're really good at finding fresh new ideas for each new stage and yeah. each new section of that game. They're really good at making sure that both players stay relevant and have things to do uh, and okay. that... Each player requires the other to progress and vice versa. I can tell you that uh, how long to beat rated at 12 hours for all styles. Main okay. Okay. And I'm going to say that we're on the faster end of things because what I heard a lot more this week that I kind of didn't expect to hear was a lot of people coming out and saying, well, maybe it's just the people I listen to and the podcast I listen to. People talking about how they were finding it kind of difficult and they were finding elements of it unforgiving. Um, oh, right. Okay. I think I wonder if that's being uh, influenced by you know, not trying to shoot shots at any partners out there, but the people that these individuals are choosing to play with. And maybe Steph and I would have, were at a distinct oh, advantage. In the, I remember going on the uh, podcast uh, last week and saying, Steph and I had this experience where we'd go, we'd see a puzzle, we'd immediately look at it and say, okay, that's how we're going to try and solve this. Yeah. And it would just work. Unlike boss fights, for example, Steph and I beat every boss fight on the first try. Um, and then I was listening to one podcast this week where some people from GameSpot, I think, were saying, oh, yeah, it's weirdly unforgiving, this boss fight. And I just was like, oh, we we beat, we beat that and we weren't even aware that it was difficult for some people. Oh, not on, bragging. Not bra- MLG here. Not MLG. Bra- <laughs> I mean, I'm not bragging. I would also like to say for anyone wondering, yes, we are keeping track on the mini games, And yes, I'm absolutely smashing Steph out of the park. He's oh, come okay. nowhere near me. Oh, well, thank goodness you said out of the park. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not, I mean, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's interesting. I, I, I'm glad for that because th- um, I'm playing with my wife and I'm, I would, l- it seems too straightforward at the moment. Like I'm hoping that it does get, things get trickier. Um, down the have line, you, have so you fought cool. a, a boss yet? Uh, yeah, we fought the, the Hoover. Fought the Hoover. And yeah. we've, I don't, I don't think it's a boss, but we've done the, like the mini boss where the first time that you fight the, the wasp with the shield. 
Oh, and right, you have to okay. like shoot it in the one. You have to sh- you have to <clears throat> shoot it in the back, and it like comes at one of you, and then you have to dodge out of the way and get it. But yeah. yeah, we've only so we've done one boss, and we've done we're look, coming up. If to anything, though, you've here. done the boss that I think a lot of people struggled with early on, which is I think it might be the second time you fight the Hoover, where it's no, it's not even the Hoover. It's the um, it's the toolbox. Remember the toolbox, and he's oh. slapping you with the shovel, and eventually, like one of you has to get on the shovel, and the platform's being cut away, and yeah, like we did that first time. That was, that oh, was pretty obvious go. what you're supposed to do. There you go. I see. I agree with you for what it's worth, but apparently, not everyone's seeing eye to eye on that one. But yeah, it takes two, proving to be a lot of fun. One of my favorite experiences of the year so far. Nice. Um, okay. Although uh, I would I like say, to. I, oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, no, go for it. I was going to say, I should say that because so we did that boss, but we didn't stream it and we're currently restreaming the first bit we played off stream. So uh, this oh. week, maybe even today on Thursday, which is now going to be yesterday when the podcast goes out, uh, I might have streamed the toolbox again. So that over at uh, Super Show. Uh, I'd, I'd no, love it if you just twitch.tv forward slash Super Show. Sorry. Say your link time around. Shit is different when you're live. Say your link again. That's true. That's true. Twitch.tv forward slash Super Show Jonesy, where me and. My wife, Psy- Psycho Puppy, is her tag on Twitch as well. I need to get her proper proper channel set up um, so she can play bullshit fake games. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, she she fun. likes she plays loads of po- she plays Pokemon and uh, other shit. So <laughs> wow. I shouldn't say fake games. Wow. Okay, yeah. there you go. Um, okay. I think that's it for me though. I'm hoping this time next week I'll have I'll be a little bit more uh, rough and ready. I'll have my finger on the pulse of what's happening in the gaming world <laughs> but this week was uh uh very busy and so um yeah a little hey, bit off some, the boil sometimes weeks go that way right like busy or slow <sighs> true uh streaming of people who haven't had to, uh, speaking of people who haven't had time to play any, any games this week <laughs> i've, I've probably played about 10 times more games than you this week so thank you very much and that's all thanks to my streaming uh nice. matching, matching jones with the stream is twitch.tv forward slash hot panic um i'm trying to stream three 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 days a week. So Monday, nice. Wednesday, and Friday. Um, obviously, we've just had Easter weekend, so I didn't stream on the Monday or the Friday. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of Dota. I've been playing a lot of uh, Apex Legends. I even went back to um, Risk of Rain 2, which is still a hell of a lot of fun. So, yeah. Man, every time you stream that game, I want to immediately run to Steam, buy it, download it, and start playing it with you. But it's always just that little bit too expensive. I keep missing sales. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'll 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 keep an I'll keep an eye out for you, and if it ever Thank drops, you. I'll let you know. Because let me tell you, I think that game. I, I've played some of that with my buddy Paul, and yeah, it's it's fun, dude. It's a lot of fun. It's just a, it, it's funny. Matt Tawi actually messaged me after my Dota stream, and he was like, "Is Dota a an an easy game to get into?" And I was like, "Hell no! It's like one of the hardest games." I said, "But because he was looking for." A game that you can kind of switch your brain off. You don't have to kind of pay much attention to it, but just have, still have a good time. And I said, well, Risk of Rain might be that game because while a lot of shit is happening and you've got to like concentrate, you don't, there's no puzzle solving. There's no, it's not complex to the point where you really need to activate your brain. It's almost like you get into a state of flow and you just play the game. Um, right. It's one of those. It's so good. It's really, yeah. really so good. Um, but yeah, I've been playing those games. Look, I mean, I've spoken about them plenty. I don't need to speak about them anymore. So don't think that I haven't been playing games. I have been playing quite a lot, but just those things that I've spoken about already. Um, One thing that I do want to talk about is I finished watching, and I was going to mention it last week, but obviously the technical issues, uh, the Dota anime on Netflix. I finished that. Yes. Okay, cool. I, I, I really fucking enjoyed it. And I think like 
you don't need to know Dota to get enjoyment out of it. It's just like, hey, it's high fantasy with fucking dragons and wizards and shit, right? Um, but yeah, so, it was really, it was really well done. I was, I was quite pleasantly surprised by it. Um, you always go into these things hoping that they're going to be good, but we know that video game adaptations are, mm, you know, true, never especially really ropey. For someone yeah. like you and with a game like Dota, I feel like because you've spent thousands of hours in that game and you've yeah. spent so much time with those characters, you're almost going to have something of an idea of how you think they should be treated or handled with an adaptation like this. And Yeah, yeah. You know, and, do, yeah, exactly. do you feel you like they did those characters justice, I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you, you're right. You do go in with preconceived notions of like what the lore is and how the characters should respond to whatever it is. But... uh I was happy with everything that they did. I thought some of the voice acting was a bit ropey. There's some elves oh. that that were voiced by some Australians and just sounded a bit strange. Not because <laughs> they're Australian, but just because it just they it didn't seem to gel. It's almost as if they didn't get voiceover artists. They just got like Australians off the street, you know. They went to a pub <laughs> nearby. Yeah, for yeah, they, they went they were, to the outback and uh, they were yeah, <laughs> they were literally drunk when they were recording this, slurring the words like. Yeah, the the dragon's blood. He's you gotta you gotta get more of the blood. I should. I let me qualify. It's dragon's not, blood I, everywhere. I, I wasn't suggesting Australians are always in the pub because they drink a lot. I was suggest because where we used to work um, in London, all of the pubs employed Australians. I yeah, think, they were on like uh, they were traveling or doing like gap years or whatever. You know funny? When I when that. I went to Australia, all the pubs in Australia had. British people behind the bars. Yeah, I think it's the reverse, right? Because yeah, yeah. uh, the young Brits go there to... Uh, but then, yeah, but sure. then also, Jonesy, yeah, kind of hitting the nail on the head in that Australia is probably one of the few countries in the world right now where there probably are in pubs somewhere <laughs> <free> <laughs> probably. at the moment. So. They uh, can. I don't think yeah. they are, not actually, allowed. but yeah. Um, really? But yeah, look, not it, it, it was really good. And uh, I mean, obviously, I'd love for you guys to watch it just so we could talk about it and see what the different perspectives are from a Dota player and non-Dota players, but I know you're never going to watch it, but that's fine. Um, I think globally in Netflix rankings, it uh, hit seventh. Okay. On okay. like, on like popularity decent. for global Solid. rankings. Uh, number one in a number of countries, such as uh, Russia, Philippines, I believe Singapore, Ukraine. So the, the countries where Netflix is kind of like really fanatical, that they, they were suppose- straight, to, straight to number one, which is kind of like, of all of Netflix's fucking things, that's really impressive. What's interesting about that as well is I guess a lot of it is not necessarily a Dota audience. It's just people that are like, oh, this is cool, and then they can watch it despite... I mean, maybe they are. Maybe it is people that play a lot of Dota as well, but I'd imagine... Because yeah. I think you said it's not something that feels like it's um, only for people that watch the TV, that play the game, sorry. Yeah, definitely not. I think um, it's more a case of if you play the games, you kind of get the nods to the game. Right. But that's all you're really going to get from it. You, right. you don't get... Okay. Like, it's not like there's... a load of information that is hidden from someone who's never played the game before it, it's all pretty right. much like fucking right there on the plate for you to to chow down on as it were good stuff the, um, the weird thing with netflix as well as you'll know if it did well because if it gets uh, commissioned for a second season yeah because they have that brutal uh thing that if not enough people watch it it just doesn't get a second season it doesn't matter if it was like good or if some people liked it it's just like yeah. not enough it, views. It, no, no, it, it, it's even worse they they have this thing where it absolute smash hit like let's say stranger things they they will never renew for third season so it could still be good it could still have a good audience retention good completion rate but if it's not an absolute hit then they'll cancel it after season two that's their policy i find that so painful um altered carbon i knew you were gonna fucking say altered carbon kills me man but that is 
that is the perfect example yeah. of that policy in action. Yeah. Because also they probably want to see an upwards trajectory, right? And I feel like altered carbon dropped off slightly season two. Yeah. Both in terms oh. of con- like the critical and audience consensus, yeah. but also probably ratings. But it's also kind of, they've got a really right. weird model, right? Like you hear that they've bought uh, the next two sequels for Knives Out for like, oh, what was it, Bro. like $500 million? Yeah, it's like $450 million or something like yeah. that. They've paid. And it's like uh, Robin from Just Interesting was tweeting about it saying like he doesn't even think that the first film grossed that much. And it's like, okay. But their model is not necessarily on how successful a single piece of content is going to be. It's more a case of how successful that content is going to be and how it's going to seed into the rest of the catalog. Like it's oh, yeah. a very strange thing. Yeah, it's brutal. It's, it's bizarre, yeah. but Netflix it's, is such a fascinating kind of company in terms of how they operate. It's yeah, even really interesting. Even the HBO Max numbers that came out this week, were, I kind of found interesting. And I think from memory, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm pretty sure Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla. I can't remember oh, which yeah, one. Yeah. Who gets top billing on that? Is it Godzilla or King Kong? Kong versus Godzilla versus King Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. Kong versus Godzilla. I don't know. Um, while Chris is looking that up, though, I'm pretty it's sure it's Godzilla versus Kong. There you go, Godzilla Which I think makes Kong. sense. I think that sort of its opening week or opening weekend gross in terms of, uh, uh, not even gross, I should say, uh, but households that watched it on HBO Max, which I yeah. believe is still a US only service, or at least it's not here in the UK uh, available. Yes, yeah, uh, so well, the, the, the film is available here. I don't know where. Well, we, do, we just don't have HBO Max. Um, yeah, we have to but do it through no other HBO means. Max, yeah. Um, but it was double the amount of households that watched uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which, don't get me wrong, Justice League, far more niche, also far longer, yeah. not really like a popcorn film that like a family would put on on a weekend. But still, I was like, oh, geez, like double. And while also, of course, coming out in cinemas and becoming the biggest uh, box office hit since uh, the pandemic did its thing. Yeah, yeah. I, there was an interesting article that I read that said uh, why... Godzilla versus Kong was the savior of cinema where Tenet failed. Yeah, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, very I mean, I think I think vaccines also had a hand in the <laughs> but just a bit. Also, but people yeah. just desperate to go back to the cinema, dude. Like, I love going to the cinema, and best believe the first opportunity yeah. I've got to go, I will go. Me too. Oh, yeah. safely, and course, and yeah. and make make no mistake. Since all this stuff has come out, uh, Warner Brothers have already doubled down the fact that, like, hey. 2022 going forward, this whole HBO Max day and date thing, not going to fucking happen. Like, <laughs> the Batman. I'm glad do, for that. I don't yeah, want that to keep going. going back it to is the death runs. of cinema if they keep doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. And it is kind uh, of weird that there are still some fairly big movies that I'm just like not going to watch in the cinema. Like, yeah, and, and speak. It's funny you, meant, you mentioned Dota and adaptation. Like next up is fucking Mortal Kombat, baby. Yeah, it's just yeah. a couple more weeks. Can't wait. I yeah. do you know what I've been really waiting for, and like this is purely because I am a massive Ryan Reynolds fanboy. But he's a uh, free guy. The right. uh, where he's an NPC. Oh yeah, it could be yeah. fun. Could be fun. That could be. It could be fun. That's supposed to. That was supposed to release like two years ago, and because of, <laughs> I think it got pushed, and then because of two COVID, years. I think it was supposed to come out in like 2019, wasn't it? Jesus. Originally, like the back end, and then I think it got delayed until 2020, and I believe because of COVID, it got pushed again. So that that was probably made like four <laughs> years ago or something ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, it's yes, yeah, it's, it's getting but, a bit ridiculous now. By the way, I'm just going to throw this out here while we're talking about COVID delays. Yeah. Um, since we've been recording, uh, Deathloop has been delayed again. No way. Oh, wow. Seriously, Deathloop is now coming out in September. When was it meant to come out? Like relatively soon, right? Like, yeah, next month. Jeez. Wow. 
having well, hey, which was itself was already a delay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know what? All I'm going to say is cyberpunk. That's all. That's what you got to know. <laughs> it to does make it that like it's fine. Just fucking delay it. No, but the, but at the same time, like that's exactly what Cyberpunk did, right? They bumped it by a month, and then it was like by a little bit, and and it, it, I don't know. Nowadays, it makes me feel weird. Like, is that game so goddamn terrible? Oh, you start <laughs> worrying now. Like, oh yeah, shit, yeah, they've had to worrying. delay. What's wrong? What's happening? Yeah, maybe. Exactly. Oh, uh, well, okay. Look, talking about all these, like everything that happened from COVID. One thing that happened was obviously E3 got cancelled and tried to come back and got cancelled, and fucking we all kind of rung the bell for the, the, you know, the death of E3. But hey, guess what? Like a zombie, like Stubbs the zombie coming back <laughs> in its remaster. E3 2021 is happening as an all digital event. Uh, and it seems like it's actually going to go through this time. It's, it's very, very interesting. And there's been some very interesting support by certain companies. Because Nintendo, Xbox, Ubisoft, Capcom, Take Two, Warner Brothers, and Koch Media at this time have uh, backed E3 and said that they will be attending. So interesting one there. Obviously, Xbox has always said that they they see the value in E3. They said last year that they were going to be there if there was one taking place. Uh, it got canceled, so whatever. Xbox did their own shit. But Nintendo saying that they're going to be at E3 is very interesting because they were among the first of the big boys to kind of say, you know what, fuck all this, we'll do our own thing. We're going to do Nintendo Direct and we can do it however we want and we can have a Nintendo Treehouse there. But good old Doug Bowser himself has said, oh, can't wait to be at E3 and show you what Nintendo's been cooking up. Um, Notable that EA and Sony are still planning their own things. EA Play is obviously always, well, not always, but for a very long time, even before Nintendo, I believe, were doing their own thing adjacent to E3. Um, And Sony, of course kind of writings on the wall there they more and more just kind of are backing away from it but yeah it's interesting fair to say that more people could still jump onto the e3 kind of 2021 bandwagon as it were um then there was a whole whole bunch of rumors swirling around saying like oh it's there's going to be uh a paywall to enter it blah 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 but no it's going to be 100 free and i think this is maybe the esa's kind of trying to clutch back control from jeff Keighley's summer games fest yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, what do you guys which think? as a result, like Summer Games Fest is left in a really weird position, right? Because, oh. uh, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. At its best, it was some kind of a calendar or an aggregator for everything yeah. that was happening in the summer. Like Jeff Keighley, uh, with the exception of Gamescom, which he is pretty hands on with, yeah. didn't do that much uh, last year. But um, maybe it's because there was not much for him to do. Like it just kind yeah. of seemed to me like he saw an opportunity that E three wasn't happening. He was like, you know what? Because like game, game Awards started off quite small, right? And he's like, you know what? This True. could be the start of the next big kind of thing. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. But then also like he failed at what some people clearly still wanted in the gap that E3 left behind, which was some kind of cohesion. They wanted things to happen in a quicker time frame. Yeah. He's promised that that's going to happen this year. But even yeah. his Summer Games Fest, I could keep remembering, it's actually <laughs> cool. Um, he's quoted it as taking place in a month. And now yes. E3's digital event is going to be, you know, less than a week. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed with the support they've got, but I can only imagine, and this is kind of a mixture between sort of what I had to, what I'm envisioning happening behind the scenes and some conjecture I've heard from some other sort of onlookers and insiders, that at some point the ESA must have dropped some of the things that they were pitching. Like obviously at some point we talked about them 
uh, charging uh, yeah. potential six-figure fees for people who wanted to get involved. I yeah. think they dropped a lot of that in the knowledge that, hey, these companies can and will do their own live streams <laughs> uh, and yeah. just kind of try to pitch this idea of like, hey, let's all come together. Let's make some buzz around E3. Let's get more collective eyeballs on all our shit. Um, and that some people clearly responded to that and some people clearly still like the idea of yeah. E3 having that importance and significance <clears throat> within the gaming annual calendar. I don't know. This yeah, might play right into the hands of um, uh, of Summer Game Fest, which will be interesting. So? It could do, because if you had... Now that E3 is not going to be... Or they've said it's not going to be behind a paywall. There's also like going to be... Uh, I was just I was looking on their website before, but there's going to be like co-streaming and stuff similar to how a lot of events do now, like official co-streamers, in which yeah. case you could end up with a situation. And as Jamie just said, all these companies are also going to do their own stuff, but not just backing the ESA with E3. They're also going to put out their own events. So if if Jeff Keighley and Summer Game Fest can effectively become the online digital hub to cover all of that, especially if they frame it with E3 maybe as the central thing, I think it could play right into their hands and it could actually bind everything together in a weird way as opposed to having this, what was it last year, like four months, span of yeah. random like yeah with, with, n- with nothing fucking interesting yeah like well, strange kind of dev conferences that that you were like oh that was kind of okay there, 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 were, there like, were solid things last year they were just too scattershot yes yeah. scattershot is the word yeah. and and too many uh, uh of the people either still involved in e3 like ubisoft or not like ea kind of seemed to pull their punches a little bit like yeah. ea stream was weak in my opinion but they can't. It can't be this year because of Battlefield. Ubisoft stream was weak, but that's because I think they weren't sure what they were really doing, <laughs> and have kind of figured some of that stuff out since. But I, I'm still with Jonesy in that. Like E3 will happen. These companies will show up. I think we'll get some cool stuff. But I think they all still have ideas for what they can do themselves at some point or another. Yeah, yeah. Which I then think, leads I- you into that weird place because you're going to have E3 is going to be good, but it's not going to include. Oh, it didn't have the trailer for this. It didn't have the trailer for that. Oh, they saved back this for their own show. And then Game Fest can arguably say, yeah, and all of it was in Game Fest, which was this <laughs> two-month period. And we yeah. had E3 and we had like yeah, all this maybe. other stuff yeah, on the side. I think the, the, the only thing that's, that's going to... Like, this is all good. And, you know, the conferences are very good. We've also got to remember that Xbox saying that they're going to be at the E3 conference probably means Bethesda is going to be at the E3 conference. So, yeah, you know, true. you could add them to that, which is kind of like missing from the all the literature that I've been seeing. But yeah. really what they need to do, because if you were attendee at E3, Jonesy, I mean, I remember you telling me the story of you waiting in line to go play Spider-Man at E3. Yeah. That's what they need to do here. They need to do the demo. So obviously Steam and Steam have, have announced their own fucking demo extravaganza coming up soon. They need these demos to get into people's hands via steam or whatever it may be maybe there's just be an e3 portal in which case be careful with how you sign up to e3 because they don't have a good track record with your data but um <laughs> you know they, they need something more i think than just the conferences to kind of keep them relevant because do you think there's any possibility that despite them saying there's no paywall to watch e3 do you think there is some chance that there still will be some paid element to like get access to the demos or something like that you know, you know, I, I'd like to think that there isn't, but there was, there was a cheeky kind of comment on it. I think it was Nibble uh, on Twitter who said, "Oh my God, E3 is going to have a games uh, uh, battle pass." 
And, oh, yes. And actually, you know what? I think that's actually kind of a sick idea. If it's a free battle pass, obviously, but can you imagine? It's like, you've got but the, like, the how, progression. How do you level up? Like watching no, trailers? You've got the, watch shit. <laughs> no, yeah. So, so it's like, oh, you want access to the Nintendo demos? Guess what? Watch the Nintendo conference. And, oh, then you get, yeah. and then you get the demos. I think that's cool. I know it'll no. rub a lot of people the wrong way because if you just want to play a demo, you just want to play a demo. We're, you we're literally, sit we're, there. We're talking about I, I think it's cool. I think the it's game, like We're talking about the gamification of advertisements. This is like, <laughs> this is like when you like can uh, agree to watch uh, ads on a mobile game, a free-to-play mobile game in Hold return on. for if points. If you think that the gamification of advertising hasn't happened already, Fortnite, cough, cough, then you're, you're mental. I just oh, think no, it's, fun. it's not saying it hasn't. I just gave another example of it. I'm just uh, <laughs> yeah. saying I don't want E3 to be it. I don't mind. I don't mind it as long no, as. No, hang on, Hetican. No, just, just it's like no. What like it's <laughs> what's sorry? Take the example of what you want a reward on the battle pass to be, and just make it free. Because they already do. Because as as Chris said, they already do it right. So I've watched a number yeah, just, of um, live yeah. show events where they say. Uh, whilst you're watching the event, oh, you get drops, we like send Twitch you drops, codes. Yeah. We send you yeah, drops. Yeah. So they already do it. So if 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 the if what Chris is talking about and what like Nibble was alluding to is a game um, a game pass or sorry a battle pass whereby as you watch there's a chance that you get like a, a drop for a demo or something. I I'm like okay fine if you if you want me to watch the the event for that game in order to get the drop for that game I'm yeah, like no, okay I can kind of like see it. it. If they charge you money though for yeah, to get the battle pass, that, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not even in support of the drops <laughs> thing, to be honest. I think it's a way of building up. Like, it's a, obviously it's a way of getting people into the thing you're putting on. Which, yeah, fair enough. That's what your job is. But it also builds up some kind of like unnecessary artificial scarcity, right? Like it's a fucking right. demo that is being played oh, yeah. by the I, public. I, I wouldn't make it. A, I'd make it like a 100 percent drop where if you're watching it, you get the drop. Do you know what I mean? Just, just, oh, just, just I just know what the, I got one. The demo. You've just reminded I, I, me that I got one the I, other day. I, I am from? with you, Jamie. I, I, I can. But I know agree, that's not the way there, the world works, right? But there is a, a part of me that would love to see something like this happen because I, I honestly think it's kind of fun. But Fair I know, enough. I know, I'm in the minority because I can imagine no. the average Joe just wants to play his fucking Metroid Prime Four demo, and yeah. he doesn't want to sit and wait. Right. You know, yeah, we come onto the podcast one week and it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get involved in the Battlefield Alpha because I didn't watch the EA stream. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was I, reality, it's like communism, right? Like in theory, it works. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the reality I, I, is I think much I got one higher. recently. I can't remember what it was for though, where I was watching a stream and it was like, they sent me a code and we're like, well done. because Was you this watched, on Pornhub? This. Did you get the Ridey Reed uh, flashlight uh, drop? Yes, that's ah. what. No. I think it was Square Enix's um, event they had a couple of weeks ago. If I remember, oh, right. I wonder what I you've got access to. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I obviously it must have been up. a Marvel thing. Come on, yeah, it's be some some Avengers cosmetic, like. <laughs> probably. Yeah, oh yeah. god, I bet it was. But anyway, yeah, uh, someone on on my stream asked if I was excited about E3 being announced. It's like, dude, yeah, like we can bash the fact that E3 have have had really terrible decision making lately, and that's why. E3 last year was cancelled, but there is something special about E3. Now, will that kind of s- special source come across as a digital event? I don't know. Um, they have kind of committed to E3 2022 taking place and being a physical event, uh, you know, vaccinations willing, I guess, and however they'd manage it safety-wise. But there is something special about E3. We've always said it, the the fact that you can come together for a week in, when is it, like June, July, and and be like, 
fuck yes, now we're, now we're fucking talking. Here is all of this info and you get super hyped for the rest of the year. And it's something to look forward to and it's something to uh, reflect upon afterwards. I think it's fucking cool. And we need to figure out how we are going to deal with this. Maybe we just do a co-stream. Maybe, maybe. We've done it for a few bits and pieces before, right? Yeah. Yeah. A few of the well, events last summer. Well, so this is, yeah, exactly. But maybe have a more concerted effort than just like me and Greece phoning in on the, uh, the, <laughs> the PlayStation thing. But um, yeah, like people in the same stream were reminiscing about how good they loved all of our E3 coverage as ATG. And that last E3 coverage that we did, I absolutely fucking loved it, even though I fell asleep during the Ubisoft one. That was a, that was a, good, that was a good time. That was a good time. It, it was, was great, a, man, yeah. Yeah, because I'd watched a lot of content like that, I guess, prior to us doing it ourselves. So taking part in something like that was, was neat. And yeah. having a few days of work where, for some reason, we were going in at night and then leaving in the morning was also kind of <laughs> unique and yeah. pretty it's like, cool. How, how's your week looking, Chris? Oh, well, uh, I'm going to sleep during the day and I'm going to wake up and go to the office and uh, just switch your camera on and just talk shit. Streamers laugh, I guess, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> weird, 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 but still a weird old thing. Yeah, it was, well. you know, when, when a typical work day would be like, oh, well, I'll get into work and we'll start recording VOs and we'll start editing and we'll plan for the next kind of thing and we'll have a look at the schedule. We'll deal with any problems. Bullshit. Blah, blah. A typical what? work day for you was get in at 11 o'clock, have a lazy breakfast, realize it's almost lunchtime, wait till lunchtime, have a lazy lunch, <laughs> come back in you the are, afternoon. You are wait doing until, such wait, a fucking Wait until disservice. your food's oh digested. Wait until your food's digested because there's no point in working while you're, while you're digesting <laughs> food. Feel a little bit tired. Wow. Realize you've got a VO to do. Go and spend way too long doing the VO because you chatted about half an hour before and an hour and a half afterwards. <laughs> Then realize it's probably too late in the day to start any work. I, I I think you're talking about yourself, and this starts to make a lot of sense with the deliverables that I wait. That I used to ask so, wait, Suddenly, so you, the suddenly uh, the was, death of all time gaming is not so surprising. <laughs> <laughs> you are doing a disservice to how we. I'm t. Maybe maybe in the in the I'm last month or so of, of the channel's life for sure. Oh the, no, the last month or so we just didn't go in. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just went in to use their studio. We, yeah, we just went in yeah, to record Super to Show. The, the Super Show. Yeah. <laughs> and to stream. And we're like, yeah, that's all we're doing now. We're just streaming. Uh, oh, fucking hell. All right, last, uh, last story of the day. Oh, my God. We're talking about Death Stranding. Back to Kojima because it all comes back around to Kojima. He's like the Kevin Bacon of gaming. Okay, because guess what, motherfuckers? Death Stranding made $23 million on PC alone. And that is coming from the PC publisher, 505 Games. I'm really, I'm really happy for this. Yeah. It's, it's only taken five months, guys. 23 million. Given, given like, I, I have a lot of love for that game. I have not finished it. It is very long. But um, there was obviously a lot of questions when it was coming around. And to hear that it's still doing well and sold well and is making money, yeah. I think that's, that's pretty wicked. Yeah, uh, I think uh, 505 Games are projecting uh, for Death Stranding to have lifetime sales on PC of 50 million, which I think is maybe... 50 million maybe, pounds is maybe, worth knowing. Uh, pounds, euros, yeah, or euros. Or euros. 50 million euros. Just which not I, units, but basically. Unit, yeah, 50 million <laughs> euros. Uh, I think it's maybe a bit ambitious, considering you know, by the time his next game comes. But the, their, their reasoning is that the game hasn't been put on sale yet on PC and, you know, their they trajectory is kind of indicating that it would head that. But. Yeah. There were, I don't know if they're factoring this in, but there were also a lot of murmurings that have died out a little bit since, but maybe a couple of months ago that there was some kind of 
new and or revised version of Death Stranding in the works that oh, had right, additional yeah. story content. Uh, whether that yeah. would be a separate uh, thing for Five Hundred Five Games, I don't know, but there well, were probably, strong rumors about that. They're probably Death Stranding had a, together, right? Has it had Maybe. a um, PlayStation Five version, or is it no. is it going to? No. So that that's that's the thinking that it's going to be a PlayStation Five next gen version with additional content. Oh, I see. Yeah. Right. Because of course, like packaging stuff up with additional content is a way to sell a whole new. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I mean, exactly... like, yeah. and you guys know that if any game could benefit from more stuff more added th- to it, it's Death Stranding. Yeah. Do you know what? It, Just dude, add I'd in some more of those. I'd... Yeah, add some so... more cutscenes, and I'll be hyped. Yeah, exactly. Add more cutscenes. Well, not cutscenes. Sorry, like no, no more cutscenes. <laughs> Just add more animations <laughs> to the uh, opening the cans. Yeah, and maybe you'll go back gadgets. to that game, right? Right, uh, Jonesy. Yeah, mate. I'd, I'd more be down gadgets, for more gadgets. Yeah. yeah, like more exoskeletons, more shoes, things like that. That would be wicked. Didn't you complete yeah. that game? And then I, I said about the fact that like, the bowler gun can tie up the uh, the BTs. And then you were like, what? <laughs> I think that, that, that rings a bell. I don't, I don't think I ever knew that uh, you could bolo gun the BTs. Yeah. But then I, until Great you get, reason until get spoiler alert, it. until you get like the blood knife thing, uh, I basically didn't fuck with BTs. I would uh, stealth around. I would take the stealth very seriously in that game. There is some stuff in that game which is so like good that I never even I don't know it seems it's a thing that in a game I hadn't really considered about how good it was like if you have a cloud of your blood like cuz you can throw vials and stuff obviously yeah. if you have a cloud of your blood and you shoot normal bullets through your blood they then damage BTs because your blood damages them but if you use normal bullets normally it doesn't do anything uh, that is so yeah. wicked like the stuff that he thinks of around that Yeah but that's yeah that's very Hideo Kojima right like I love fucking- that It's almost like, in the best way possible, it's an autistic attention to detail, right? It's like being being like a savant, right? Whereas people, like normal people go, oh, I haven't even thought of that. And you're like, no, you need to pay attention to the details. That was what makes games good. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. God, for some reason, that just gave me a weird flashback. Do you remember the order? Uh, 1886. 1886. Yeah. That had a gun in it. That was like... uh, a gun that actually, weirdly enough, is similar to a pair of guns that appear in the uh, game It Takes Two that we were talking about earlier. But it had a really cool thing, because obviously it was like Victorian kind of era shit. It had a thermite gun, where you, one part of one trigger would like shoot clouds of thermite dust into the air, oh, yeah. and, and the, the you, other yeah. trigger would shoot like an igniter. And it was really cool. That's cool. <laughs> that is very cool. There that were game some was cool a, ideas in that, that game. That game but had like... some cool ideas, yeah. It yeah. was also like three hours long and really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really cool ideas. Man. But yeah, so uh, interestingly enough, Hideo Kojima's name has also been in the news this week for a really weird reason. And we're, we're kind of going to go through the story, right? Because a new survival horror title on the PlayStation was announced uh, called Abandoned. And it looked okay, you know. Fucking fidelity of it looked okay. It looked a little bit janky in places, I guess. But survival in the fucking woods and shit and looked suitably spooky. Hmm. But what's interesting about it, okay, is that onlookers started to notice a little bit of weird shit going on because the developer's name is Blue Box BB, as in what were the fucking bridge bridge babies, bridge babies. Um, then they went to the the game's website, but hey, guess what? There is no fucking website. There's no history of this developer. And one of the developers' names had the initials HK or Hideo Kojima to some people. But of course, this is all tinfoil hat bullshit. 
you know, so conspiracy theorists started rumors that the game could be tied to Kojima. Now, it's not the first time that he's hidden behind uh, different developer names and hidden his name from it. If we remember um, Phantom Pain and the whole lead up to that. Moby Dick. Moby Dick Games. Yeah, exactly. With uh, showing off the Fox engine with the guy with the fucking yeah. uh, bandages, bandages all over his mask. You can call me Ishmael. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, so it's not out of the realm of possibility, but maybe people are kind of, I don't know, QAnoning it, for lack of a better <laughs> word, kind of trying to find connections where maybe there are none. Um, yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. So since then, the uh, the website, I think, has gone live for Blue Box. And I, I, think, it's, it's, I think it's still, so it's still down in the it's live it says we will we'll be back um but it's not there's nothing on it yet but they do have a a quote on there or a, a statement directly relating to this <laughs> because the way, they were the getting fa- so many emails about the fact this. That they even had to release a statement like some poor old indie game that made some <laughs> atmospheric survival horror that just happened to get put on the playstation youtube channel which by the way isn't particularly well looked like do you remember the fucking what was it? Black, Life, Black, of Black Black, Life of Black Tiger. Life of Black Tiger, yeah. Which oh, is still God, on the yeah. PlayStation YouTube channel with like fucking over a million views. <laughs> These poor guys like just made a survival horror game and now all of a sudden they wake up and it's like, hang on a second, everyone thinks we've made a fake poor game. Guys. Yeah, but, to but, prepare- yeah. Poor guys. Well, no, yeah, they're going to make yeah. a lot of money out of it. Yeah, they shouldn't, absolutely. They shouldn't have said anything that they weren't affiliated with Kojima. True. No, no, no I disagree. Kept- the best thing is to deny it. Because as we said before, uh, denial okay. proves the conspiracy. <laughs> the only way to, to prove a conspiracy is to deny it. They should have like had some. The, the, to be fair, the the denial should have been better. Like in the sense of it should have gone harder. Like where they go, any suggestion that we are linked to uh, consumer yeah. productions will be uh, we will will be met yeah. with our yeah. lawyers. We, we fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Fuck yeah. him. Um, but what was what was interesting to me as, as kind of a onlooker was loading up my Twitter timeline and scrolling through and just seeing random people being like, this looks so fucking good, this, that, that, that. I was like, okay. So I watched the trailer and I was like, really? This is your takeaway from it? It did kind of feel a little bit that people were being overly hyped on it for whatever God knows reason. And maybe the reason is because they think it's a fucking Kojima game. They wanted which, to be- Which begs the question, if Kojima releases a subpar game but slaps on a Hideo Kojima game, does it make it better? No. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I suppose <laughs> people like me more likely to buy it, I guess. Yeah. But it's but, that thing of if you make a if you make a prediction right and you're wrong, no one remembers the fact that you made a prediction and you were wrong. But if you make a prediction and you were right, yeah. everyone's like, you're incredible. So these people may be saying, um, you know, this game looks great. So if it does come out, it is Hideo Kojima. They can point to that and go, hey, look, I was ahead of the curve. Told, but if it comes out so. and it's some yeah. shit indie, then no one's going to remember the fact that they tweeted about it back yeah. in the day. Well, so... Man, yeah. Even more interesting, okay? Uh, Jeff Grubb, industry insider and uh, games beat... Uh, what would he be? Hairy games man. Ed- games editor? Yeah. Hairy man. Why not? Hairy man. He is a hairy man. He's a game beat hairy man. Um, he wrote an article that kind of, you know, burnt down the rumors. But in the same fucking article, he also suggested that Hideo Kojima is in talks with Microsoft to publish his next game. So things get even fucking screwier, right? Because I was always under the impression that uh, Hideo Kojima Productions was a, a, a PlayStation Studios thing. But hey, it turns out they're not. They were financed to set up by Sony. They were gifted the Decima engine uh, from uh, Guerrilla Games. 
And but they're not, and I guess that's why it's on PC. But then again, other games are on PC that are PlayStation Studios. It it's such a weird fucking thing. I don't know. And it's entirely plausible because hey, guess what? MLB the show 21 is coming to Xbox Game Pass on day one. So for free yeah. if you're paying for Games Pass. But PlayStation owners need to pay for it. That's a PlayStation Studios game. That's a legit PlayStation Studios yeah. game. That is, that is a game developed from the ground up by a <laughs> studio owned by PlayStation and Sony that is coming to Game Pass Day 1 <laughs> and has an Xbox logo on it. There's a trailer you can watch with an Xbox logo that fades into a PlayStation logo. Yeah. Yeah, that, so it, it, it's entirely plausible. And I think what could potentially be happening is we are starting to see a shift of uh, Sony and PlayStation's strategy. Because obviously, you know, Xbox has had a massive shift in their strategy with uh, Games Pass and trying to put all their games on as many fucking platforms as possible. So maybe maybe PlayStation are kind of waking up to it as well. I don't know. It's Yeah. I, I think PlayStation is pr- like, probably comfortable because they're still obviously trying to do the goodwill things of like PlayStation yeah. Plus has been solid if you're a PlayStation 5 owner for the last yeah. four or five months. I think they see the whole play at home initiative and the free games around that as solid uh, PR, but yeah. they are getting sort of a certain amount of backlash for the MLB thing. They are obviously constantly being compared to Microsoft and Game Pass uh, yeah. with each new you know announcement well, arrival. Outriders was another big day one Game Pass deal that I think some Sony fans were looking at and saying, huh. And now this, if the Kojima thing proves to be true, which probably less of like a, if we, it's almost certain the conversations happened, whether or not yeah. anything comes as a result is another question yeah, entirely. Sure. But it's another thing that probably makes some Sony fans and PlayStation fans look across the pond and think, huh, it's interesting what you can do when Bill Gates can get his checkbook out whenever something's <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Like, what it, problems it, can you it, solve it, by throwing money at them? And the answer in gaming at the moment is a fair amount. Yeah, especially when you look over at your PlayStation 5 and realize that you're not going to get any Elder Scrolls or Fallouts or, you know. Yeah. Sony, Sony are putting tens, of, if not hundreds of millions of dollars into the development of first-party games and Microsoft are putting tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars into acquiring those first-party games or acquiring studios to make them for them. Yeah. Which, you know, different strokes for different folks. You know what would be really funny? They'd be like, at the negotiating table, it's like, all right, you give us Starfield, we'll give you the next Hideo Kojima game. <laughs> Maybe. You know, like, they're just begging them, like, hey, you know those Bethesda, like, please don't make them exclusive. Yeah, like yeah. please share, share the love. Share please, the love. If, if you let the Elder Scrolls Six come out on PlayStation, uh, you, you can have MLB the show. <laughs> how long? How long will it be until Xbox Game Pass is available on PlayStation? <laughs> like, there's an app for it, and you can you just know what? load it up. If, if if PlayStation, I guarantee you, PlayStation are the ones that don't want it. Phil Spencer yeah. would love Game Pass to be on PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he wants it. to get that everywhere, doesn't he? But the, yeah. you get to a strange thing where it's almost like the rivalry thing, and with especially with crossplay, et cetera, et cetera, and coming up to more and more games, it just makes more sense for games to be available on more systems and to be available to more people. And surely more of these sorts of collaborations are likely to come down the line, right? Like MLB is the first one, but then how many... How many more are going to come down the line? I think yeah. Yeah. I, I you think could see some weird shit happen in the next couple of years. Dude, the, the future, because Xbox is fucking writing, the Microsoft and Xbox are writing the future, whether you believe it or not. The future is coming down to services, not to exclusives. So it's going to be a case where eventually, if Sony and PlayStation don't kind of like notice what's going on, 
they're going to be caught down with, with their pants around their ankles, right? Because what's going to happen is it's not going to be about exclusives. It's going to be about the, the services. And if they, they are still fighting that exclusives war, then the, the, you know, if they're fighting the battle, but the war has moved on, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like holding a grudge on someone uh, for multiple years, but then that person's just kind of moved on. And then it's almost you kind of have to sit, your, sit there and say, why do I still have a grudge? Like nothing's going to come of it. It's the same kind of sentiment. Uh, Jonesy, you are a big uh, kind of champion of everything moving to the cloud, right? And console-less games where you're just going to have your controller. I am. That I, you know, I think we've all agreed that that is the case, but we disagree about when. Um, but if that's the case, and then it's purely all that you're left with are your services, and then it's a case of saying, okay, we can put our games on everyone's service, but what is going to differentiate our service from the other service? And then that's kind of where they're going to start getting into. I mean, it's, yes, interesting. no, absolutely. Interesting, what, interesting five years up ahead, fellas. There's a really weird um, analogy I'd even say with um, in the UK at the moment with regard to COVID and office buildings and the fact that office buildings are now empty across the country because yeah. everyone's realised that a lot of their staff can just work from home because the the they have computers at home and they have webcams and you don't need to be in the same building and these companies are saving a goddamn fortune and so you get to the point where, you know, Sony, Xbox are going to realize if we've got a good service and we don't need to sell hardware, then we don't need to we don't need to spend as much money on R and D for that sort of stuff. Then, like I said, we've always said for years it's coming. I think I've always said it's going to be five to ten years from over ten years ago. So it's going to bullshit. Be, you, know. you you said it was like two years time. No, no, but I'm saying I've been <laughs> saying it's going to be like five to ten years, probably for the last ten years. So it's, uh, I, I've got right, no yeah, idea yeah. when it's actually going to be here. But um, yeah, I think it's a matter of time, like we've said. And it's, uh, but then it does get yeah. And then you can, then you can see why Xbox are just they're winning at the moment. Like leave PlayStation Five aside, leave Xbox Series X or S aside. Xbox are definitely the ones pushing it. Microsoft are definitely winning at the moment with what they're offering and the way they're thinking. Yeah. Well, winning hearts and minds. Hearts then, and minds, yes. They're not. I don't think they're minds. winning the revenue race. Not that we'd ever know, just because the sheer volume of PlayStation fives that are being sold at cost is. Oh, I think yeah, they're, they're yeah they're definitely losing that. But then when it's, I think you've got to look. It's almost like the thing of you know they're losing the they're losing the battle, but they look so far ahead in the war because like as we said, when you move to cloud gaming, when you move to services, primarily, yeah. they they just seem to be thinking about it. Whereas Sony still seem to be stuck. A I mean, bit. services have to be. We can flash back to early in the, in this uh, in this chat, can't we? Where we talked about Netflix paying four hundred and fifty million dollars yeah. for the next two Knives Out movies. Yeah, like right. clearly, that's the fucked up thing about services, right? Is that <laughs> we're all so on board because we just think, oh, such amazing deals! Like, look at these films. <laughs> oh, HBO Max! Like, they're coming to James Hunt at the cinemas. But clearly, like corporations wouldn't be pushing these things and pursuing them so hard if we weren't somehow getting fucked over in the long run. Like, clearly, clearly, <laughs> no, but they don't. Believe, they don't. They don't no, want to clearly get fucked. They, want, they want us. They, that's the thing. They want us to pay. But as long as we think we're getting a good deal, are we getting fucked over? As long as we're pay, if we're paying and we feel like we're getting a good deal, is that us? You know, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I did but just like, think of something horrible. That yeah. Netflix model of sequels and and third games apply and third movies applied to games, where it doesn't matter if the sequel was good. It oh. matters that it didn't make as much money, so they just write it off and it never comes out. Well, well you know what? Th th thankfully, it's actually the opposite, right? Because how many fucking fourth entries in the series have been absolute garbage, but then they still carry on. But that's yeah. now, mate. That's not in the Netflix ha future of hashtag, services. Hashtag you, Resident you Evil. You also get you also get a lot of bad games that 
uh, they try and sort of put a positive spin on by saying, look how many people tried this on Game Pass. <laughs> look how many people tried Crackdown 3 on Game Pass. Crackdown 4 coming soon. Because all of a sudden, like, games like Crackdown 3 go from being bad games to not spend your money on to yeah. curiosities that maybe you should just try because it's there. <laughs> Yeah, and you know yeah. why they want to make a sequel is because they've already got the engine, they've already got the assets, they've already got like loads of the characters. They've already got. It's a lot God, cheaper yeah. to make a sequel than it is to come out. I don't know if Crackdown should. I don't know if Crackdown maybe not Crackdown. Is like I don't know if it's got an engine. I think that thing looks like it's held together by duct tape sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, I think that's uh, all we have time for this week. So, fellas, we need a, a code word. Now, I was thinking actually this week, unless you have any ideas. I was thinking we don't ask for a code word and we just ask for people's favorite cheesecake flavors. Let's Ooh. do it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Cheesecake. Perfect. There we go. And with that, I, can I, you, well, hang on. Or, oh, oh. I've never yes. had it before, I don't think, mm. but caramel, some kind of caramel or toffee Ooh. cheesecake. There you go. That's my actual answer. Oh, sticky caramel. toffee cheesecake. There you Taking go. Exactly. Two, two puddings, putting them together. It took me almost two hours to give you a straight answer, Chris, <laughs> but now you've got it. There we go. I like it. Thank Before you we much. log off, can I just share with you a video that YouTube wants me to watch? Sure. Well, as in the title? As in the title? Yeah. It's 12 seconds long. It's got okay. 18 million views. I know title. exactly what it is. Wait, Josie, is this a video of you losing your virginity? No, I know exactly. <laughs> oh, very good. But no. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, I'd, lo- I'd love to have lasted that long. And then um, <laughs> the title of the video is just Fat Guy Sings Moana in a Canoe. Oh, okay. Not Wait. what I was thinking. But that's excellent. I didn't know. I was Eighteen being million views. <laughs> I'd yeah. We should recreate it, Jamie. It's just Jamie in his bathtub. Yeah. I just. I don't You're know why welcome. it's telling me. I don't know why. It, <laughs> I don't know why it thinks I want to watch that video. Oh, that's great. But obviously, it you, thinks YouTube. YouTube's algorithm, bro. YouTube. Yeah. Li- YouTube's literally, I realized YouTube had lost the plot yesterday when I when I realized that I uh, when all it wanted me to watch was this guy making subway sandwiches in in <laughs> in like one minute <laughs> and talking over them. But but do, do I've you, been I've had those shorts, shared to bro, me as shorts, well. People are, shorts channels are going viral, and it's like people who work at Subway, someone who works at some ice cream shop. Like, they, <laughs> yeah, short, I, I, I get the short, Subway. Short, is the beginning of the end. You heard it here first. Fuck and them. don't don't you notice as well on YouTube, like They're the home great. page, it'll be like, okay, so fat guy sings Moana in a canoe, and on the very next row, it'll be the same video. I don't oh, know if right, I've seen no, that. I don't know if I've oh, seen I that, get yeah. it so often. It's ridiculous. It's like, am I only watching oh, I one again. type of content that they need to recommend it to me twice in two rows? Oh, anyway, no, only, we got a log off, fellas. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on a, pod, 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 a, a podcast platform of your choice, and thank you so much for watching if you're watching on YouTube. And we will see you soon. See ya. <laughs>